1: Let me ask you a question real quick.
3: Do you ever want to live in a fantasy world where the most handsomest guy always ends up with a girl? And he may have time travel to been a secret prince, but no one in the story
0: ever asks any questions. You can live on Park Ave with a salary from Mickey D's or walk from Denver all the way to New Orleans. But me, I prefer the reality. And the truth bombs drop from the crew at all you. you
2: got what we need. A chore,
0: but you keep us wanting more. ITPO you got what we need because roasting
3: is your technique. I'm gonna tune in every week. Hey,
1: hey. Latest baby,
3: but not too much laters cause you got what I need.
0: Thank you for tuning into romancing the pod. You had us at hello, I'm Paige Wesley. I'm
3: Mikey Ranoff and I'm Todd Schlosser.
0: And this week,
3: Paige made us watch... "Bringing Down down the the House! house. So Paige, first off, nailed it. You're welcome. Queen Latifah is two for two on this podcast for me. Loved this movie. Why'd you pick it, though? I'm not sure it's a
2: romantic movie.
3: I actually... Agree, but I still liked it.
2: But I'm not a stickler about that, like some people are on this podcast. Yeah, Paige.
0: In watching it, I did remember there being more with the ex-wife than there was. I think I feel like this movie tries to do a lot, and what it ends up being is like, what if Mary Poppins was also Queen Latifah? And I'm like, of course,
3: perfect. It is that though. Like it is. It it is, it is that. fully that, and I'm here
0: for it. As I was coming to the end of my royal picks. I was like, I'm kind of bored with Royals, but I was like, you know, I should do four or whatever. And I was like, Queen. And I was like, Latifah, we have not done this. And now I think I'm going to start what, you know, how Mikey has his Nicolas Cage run. I think I'm gonna do a Queen Latifah run. Hell yeah! Because I think she's done other Christmas movies, and we're like right into Christmas, and it's time to start picking Christmas movies. Well, we did her big one. We did do her big one, so I'll I may pause it till after Christmas. That's fine. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I'll I'll figure it out. I've got some time to think about it. But I was very glad to pick this one because even though it is light on the romance, it is. Heavy on the fun uh, even Very <laughs> offensive film Oh yeah But like yeah. The people who are saying the worst shit Are depicted as bad people So like Oh yeah Paige I felt way better
3: about the very racist people <laughs> so In this movie super Because yes. in the opening credits I saw executive producer Queen Latifah And I was like Okay There's no way these people aren't going to be positioned as bad Right Or people aren't going to have like a Uh aha moment about how they're bad for being racist like that kind of stuff i knew that was coming right although we never got that with betty white betty white's character was just a racist old lady
0: well this was the time in betty white's career where everyone was like we need an old lady to say racist things betty white are you available and she's just like you got me straight tripping boo and i'm like and she would just show up to set but here's my thing is that like Yes, it's it's their position is bad people, which is great. Yeah. But I love that we posted because it's already we are recording this on a Thursday, which means people have already heard the episode before it. So they knew this was coming. Right. Yeah. It came out. today. <laughs> Shout out to Ashley and the Facebook group being yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this movie is out of pocket. <laughs> and I yeah, love it. Yeah, I'm yeah. like <laughs> out of pocket is the best description of what this movie is. That and what if Mary Poppins was Queen Latifah? And how can you not absolutely love that? no notes i mean
3: i think we now know how queen latifah broke out of jail someone smuggled her in a black umbrella and she floated away like that's how she got out of jail she
0: had a giant carpet bag and she just pulls (laughs) out a saw yeah
3: (laughs) and a poster of rita hayworth you know (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) So, Mikey, what did you think about it? I've seen this before. I like this movie. Oh, have yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is
0: my first time seeing it. Todd, this is a classic from the time at which you forgot to ha- to pop culture just in general. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't
3: really popping culture at this point. I was uh, in school and, like, working and trying to be in a band that was all right. <laughs>
0: Th- that's all right. That's, that's why we're here to tell you who Ashanti is and show you bringing down the house. Ashanti? She's a singer, right? Yes Oh god yes. Heck yeah. He's getting better He's, he's getting, getting better I couldn't tell
3: you what song it was But I remember I felt dumb for not knowing it
0: It's the one with Fat Joe that everyone knows Oh
3: yeah Fat Joe that guy I've heard that name before too I
2: went over to went over to his house to, to pick something up page And I was listening to like 2000s hip hop music on my yeah, in my car yeah, yeah. he's like what the fuck are you listening to?
3: <laughs> I was like why are you listening to
2: Hoobastank in my driveway? I have neighbors Hoobastank is not 2000. This is also
0: Also <laughs> Also the time of Hoobastank, but like it's it's the what's love got to, got do, to do with it, got, got to, to do, do with, with it, it. Babe. it was a great time for hip hop.
3: Yeah, that's a Tina Turner song, though, right? Like, <laughs> no, the people
0: at home. Can I
2: just see him like get this blank <laughs> stare where we sing 2000s hip hop uh, music to him? So I do like this film. It's fun. I think I I love I just love um Steve Martin. I, I you know,
3: Fox, man, Steve Martin is honestly gr- he's great in everything
2: he's amazing but he's so funny in this movie and it helps that he's like a nice person in real life
0: so people say i don't know him personally but sure well, i mean like he's one
2: of the people i grew up with laughing at that hasn't turned into a huge asshole as an adult
0: that, that's yeah, true okay, he yeah. did get really into banjo so like i guess that's how people go they either assault people or get into <laughs> banjo and he went the banjo route and we're happy about that for him. Yeah, that's definitely the
3: better of the two routes. It's just sad that that is one of them.
2: Yeah, uh-huh. I, I feel like I should call this movie a guilty pleasure. I feel like the jokes are like really like, "Oh wow, it's like this all racism is the jokes," Bro, but like yeah. also like,
0: Ugh, "I'm still kind of liking it." I also <laughs> feel like when I'm watching this movie, a lot of the time I'm watching it like, "Yeah, white people do be like that though."
2: Yeah. <laughs> like white people do straight be tripping, boo. <sighs> When she sang at dinner, I lost.
0: Oh my my God. I had forgotten that scene. I was like, oh my, oh Lord. How is she not stabbing her? Yeah. But then, then but then it makes you really when she puts the laxative, you're like, Yeah, get her. <laughs> but that gets and C, then he ate it. Yeah. <laughs> but also get him. I mean, yeah, they're all in on it. Like
3: fuck all of the people at the table. except fuck the all kids. of them. It's not
0: the
2: kids' fault. The plot was simple but fun. I think it's like a fun movie. And like those stakes are not they don't seem super high, but they're like, like they, for her they are.
0: I mean, yeah, it's just her life.
2: Yeah. Because she's definitely going
3: back to jail forever if they don't clear her.
0: And societal issues Like, the stakes are weirdly high. I know, right? But it feels like just a long sitcom
2: episode about, like, we have to clear this woman's name from the FBI.
0: It does. It (laughs) does, because there's, like, four plots in this movie. Because, like, we're trying to, like, clear her name, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, We're trying for him to get the account, but also to get him back with his ex-wife. But then we're also trying to, like, keep his teenage daughter on the straight and narrow and teaches younger kid how to read. But also, we have the, the love story between Queen Latifah and Eugene Levy, which is what everyone remembers from this movie. Because it's amazing. Because it's amazing. If you're like, hey, bring down the house, they're always like, you got me straight tripping, boo. And it's like, yeah, there you go. There it is. There's just so much to love about this movie, but I do have
3: one bone to pick with it. Uh uh-huh. Why did they have to name the young tax attorney guy who is definitely going to bone down Miss Arnez? Why'd they have to name that guy Todd? Oh,
2: you mean Lex Luthor from Smallville?
3: Yeah. I had to call him Lex the whole time Because I was like fuck th- This is not my namesake No
0: I did not catch his name And so my, my notes say Lex Luthor the whole time
3: I, I wrote him down as Lex Luthor too Because they don't say his name the first time you see him But I, I wrote in my notes the first time I saw him Oh hey You know it's a haired
0: Lex Luthor It is a toupee It is a, I'll burn a fun fact now
2: Michael Rosenbaum Yeah because he had to like sh- He was shaved all through Smallville Because
0: he was shaved all through Smallville because Alex Luther, and so that is a wig because this was happening at the same time Smallville was happening. That's awesome. Yeah, more like less Luther because he's got less hair. <laughs>
2: less you know, hair. Yeah, you know it? I got it. no. I'm picking it's it up. I feel bad because like he talks about it in his podcast about how like it affected his career because he had to have like a shaved head for like eight years.
0: I had friends who knew him because he was doing comedy for a while. And I should have asked. I'd be curious to see if it affected his hair. Just shaving your head for that long.
2: I wonder what he looks like now. Let's let's see. He
0: has hair or had hair at one point. Because after Smallville, when he was doing stand-up for a bit, I, I met him a couple times and he had hair. And so, like, I, I know at one point he did, but I don't know, like. Yeah, he's got, he's
2: still got it. He's got the hairs.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's like an adult. Man so yeah Well but here's the thing Like constantly shaving For that long I think could change The texture of hair I could be wrong Hairstylists Chime in I guess I you know Maybe I just believe something stupid. That happens. I love that this movie does not show Steve Martin's wife
3: falling back in love with him. Like, all that happens off screen. like Pretty much.
0: <laughs> I love At that. At that one dinner with her sister. That's the only time. Well,
3: yeah, but that's more like a, did I make the wrong decision? That kind of moment, right? Right. And it's like he ignores one phone call for her and she immediately
0: falls back in love with him. Yeah loved it how many phone calls was he taking like if if that's all it took like how bad was it
2: also like i'm gonna assume at some point she was like if you don't put more into our family i'm going to divorce you and he chose not to yeah and then they divorced is it too little too late that's a different movie but like yes i think that that's a more realistic movie this movie is not at
3: all realistic i mean Queen Latifah, like, moves into his house and, like, that when he comes home after kicking her out, there's a bouncer at his door. He has to, like, go through security to get in his own house. Like, you would just call the cops. Yeah, no notes. No, I know. I mean, I <laughs> love the movie. I think it's awesome. I'm saying that like a positive, but, I mean, I it's not it's not realistic.
0: He threatens to call the cops and they're like, you can go in. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love this. this. I had a good time. This was like, I had had an... Exceptionally shitty day at work today And this was like a palate cleanser I was very excited by it I
3: didn't have a shitty day but I've been working on a project At work for like the past six weeks The launch was yesterday And like yeah I needed needed a feel good movie To cheer me up man And this was it, this was it for me
2: What has happened the last few weeks Where like we've reversed I had a great day and then like work was pretty cool And then I went and did I'm assistant coaching a soccer team and we did a trunk or treat after practice, and it was super fun. And then I don't know when we switched from, like, job stuff, but, like, I'm, I'm sorry. I feel guilty.
3: Don't feel guilty, baby. I did this to myself. I took the job, man, you know. Uh, but I, I, this movie, it was it was perfect for me. It was exactly what I needed.
0: Yeah, especially after, because, like, right before I watched this movie, I laid on my couch and screamed, please fire me. At my own ceiling, so that was good.
2: Don't yell at their house; it could burst into flames because <laughs> there's a fire. But Todd,
3: no, I, <laughs> Mikey, I got it. Yeah, my favorite part about this movie is Queen Latifah jumping off of a bench in a locker room and Love it. jump kicking a, a racist in the face. Love it. Mm-hmm. No notes. That, I mean, that fight scene is like. Henry Cavill in Mission Impossible. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think at one point she cocks her
2: arms. Good for her. And she definitely punches a tit. I saw it. Oh, yeah. Tit punch Akimbo. Yeah. My favorite thing is that online she talks... In a way different way than she talks in person And I was like Well she was
0: pretending to be a lawyer She was catfishing him She does catfish him (laughs) Like 100% That is part of the story But before
2: the term existed
0: That is before the term existed Although that wasn't before it was happening It was definitely happening a lot Oh
2: yeah
3: definitely Because
0: he meets her in a chat room
2: ASL and not the sign language
0: baby Age, sex, location
3: I will point out that she does not ever say she's not in jail in those messages
0: that's true that she is very vague and she's asking questions about her own case yeah and he's not connecting the dots because even the picture she sends she's in that photo I know I know.
3: I love that about this movie she technically
0: didn't lie and he didn't ask are you in jail so like loophole There you go. Loophole. It's like the it's the Tinder paradox of like somebody putting a group photo as their profile photo and you're like which one are you? Ooh.
2: Always a red flag.
3: Always a red flag. No, you always got to swipe left on that. You know which one it is.
0: My favorite <laughs> is when people do it and then in their like bio they say which one they are. Like I saw a hilarious one the other day where it was two girls One of them kind of a little more reserved looking and the other one just like letting it all hang. And then the caption just said, I'm the one with the tits. And I was like, (laughs) mystery solved. (laughs) Good job, Caitlin. Or whatever her name was.
2: Caitlin, look me up.
0: (laughs) It was really funny. I had a good laugh at that one. I was like, self-awareness is great. So y'all want to go through this movie scene by scene?
3: What? Shut up, Todd. (laughs) What? What? (laughs) What is happening? Full disclosure, we're starting this recording at like nine o'clock at night. So heavy late night energy on this episode, which Mikey just displayed.
0: We got to get through it in time for Taco Bell.
2: Do we? I'm not eating any.
0: Oh, that's because Taco Bell embargoed you. Yeah. Oh, that's right. In the last episode, there was a quesadilla embargo against you (laughs) and we've maintained it.
2: Like I care, but now you're my taco hostages.
3: And honestly... I think the embargo should be in place until Selma Hayek says you can have a quesadilla again.
0: Yeah, so somebody buy a cameo from Selma Hayek or whatever. (laughs) I just found out that
2: Aisha from Below Deck does cameos. What, (laughs) Mikey? She talked about it on her Instagram that I don't watch every day.
3: She's my favorite chief still. Like,
0: I love her so much. No one's ever bought me a cameo, but every time I go look to see if there'd be fun ones to buy, I'm always like, Yeah, I don't need to know what these people think. They don't think
2: anything. You just write
0: them a script. We've gotten a few fun cameos. We've gotten a few from the show. Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
2: They got Katie to do one.
0: That's right, Katie Featherston. Mm-hmm. And didn't Tony Todd do one for us? Yeah, Tony, Tony Todd, Todd also did yeah. one. I got one for the lead singer
3: of the Darkness. We've gotten we've gotten a, a bunch, oh, and they're right. they're that's all super right.
2: sweet. I've never got one for just me. I mean, yeah, fine. you're
0: the Katie Featherston one was for you, Mikey. Who do you think that one was for?
2: No, it's for all three.
0: No, no, no. The Katie Featherston one was for your birthday. I remember we oh, organized that's right. it. I'm the one who's never gotten one. Paige again is left out and discriminated against. But shoulders are costing a lot to talk these days Hey, you know what? Thorin Bradley does have cameos I don't know <laughs> who that is It's fine, they do 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 your bidding, I don't know Anyway, let's talk about this movie Yeah, Paige, I asked to go get into it but I got yelled at by Michael.
2: Uh,
0: Mom. He's always yelling. You guys can't get along. You're going to need to go to your rooms.
2: I'm recording from such room.
3: Mikey, I'm recording from such room.
2: Mm-hmm. That's an sure, yeah. Okay. All of these rooms are my rooms because I <laughs> own the house. I'm a landowner. <laughs> <laughs> so can we please go to this movie
3: scene by scene? No. <laughs> sure, okay.
2: My, my neighbors were like, uh, hey, I like your de- decorations and stuff. They're like. You got plants and everything And I was like yeah It's like a white girl trap
3: <laughs> <laughs> It is though Mikey You've got pumpkins on the porch You got a little mm-hmm. spook In your decoration But not too much spook It's more
2: fall There's a skeleton that waves at, And it's sitting on the rocking chair Yes Well
3: I mean naturally Yeah
2: I got mums Do you have does? No they left They, they went <laughs> out for cigarettes <laughs>
3: But, yeah, I could definitely see a woman in <laughs> denim jeans, a light-colored shirt, and a brown fedora, like, skipping
2: up to your front door to get plowed.
0: Yeah, one of those those hats. Yeah, you
3: know what I'm talking about.
2: Yeah. Well, I keep one of those Stanley cups with, like, a stick and a boulder Like a, a cage That falls down
0: You mean a thermos Yeah Not like the hockey trophy Oh yeah I was picturing The, ter- the hockey trophy I'm like <laughs> no, no, Why no, no. would
3: you use that To trap somebody That's wildly impractical
0: I knew what he was Talking about But I was like We're gonna need to Clarify for Todd Who doesn't know Who Ashanti is There's a new Hashtag basic Like accessory Of the season It's the it's the cup It's like the Stanley Like insulated Yeah Yeah
3: I'm, yeah, I'm familiar with the Stan- When you said Stanley I knew what you were Talking about
2: But yeah so giant cage just sitting there for them when they take it in a pumpkin spice latte just ready to go
3: i like this joke like i think the joke is funny but it's also dangerously close to a, like kidnapping so maybe don't actually do this joke
0: she's not a kid he's it's a full-grown woman i don't <laughs> it's think a you adult.
2: it's adult
3: i still think you call it kidnapping though right it's not adult napping adult napping is what i need to do more often
2: i thought you liked 365
0: <laughs> i didn't complain mikey
2: Yeah, I thought Todd liked 365. What? The movie
3: i mean it's a page like 365
2: you, you liked it too right because she he kidnaps her for remember after his father
0: was murdered by a meteor <laughs> i mean shut up todd
3: there's a lot to love about that movie but it's not like the kidnapping part that i love about that movie
0: that's what
2: i love the most about that movie
0: my favorite is the lawn robot george but like you know let's get into this movie yes please can we please get into this movie i've been begging for it forever no <laughs> yeah no. Well, yeah we can do it okay good 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 let's get it we open credits over them talking in their lawyer chat room which is great because we're like right into the story while the credits are happening making good use of the time dig it you've
3: seen you've got mail right it's the beginning of you've got mail but an aol yes. chat room instead of like email correct
2: yes but this is like a very boring aol chat room if you were around at the time you know what i'm saying yeah
3: you know what I'm saying? Oh, believe me i remember the good ones but this is like she's trying to get lawyer advice so she's pretending to be a lawyer trying to get lawyer advice from like More experienced lawyers This is the nerdiest chat room ever It's like r slash lawyers Or some shit
0: It is but I'm picturing what Todd thought were the good chat rooms And I feel like it's just like What songs are your show choir doing (laughs) That's what I was gonna say Welcome to the show choir chat room We're happy you're here Aren't trumpet players the worst (laughs) They are though Paige
3: You say that
0: like they're not
3: And they are though
0: Age, sex Instrument instead. Yeah, It was ASI
3: for us ASI,
0: yeah. sex instrument Because
3: we didn't care where anybody was There's no chance we
0: were going to meet in public <laughs> Yeah, no, no, no oh. Oh. Anyway, Flute Girl 69
2: I'll say this one more time Gods do not bother themselves with the comings and goings of ants. So I don't care about (laughs) trumpet players.
3: (laughs) Dude, every actor you like, every musician you liked was a band nerd slash theater kid. Like every fucking one of them.
0: Except for Harrison Ford. He was like a carpenter. Except for The Rock. Or The Rock. (laughs) The Rock was a wrestler. I only like ex-wrestlers that become actors. You got a lot of
2: variety
1: there. <laughs> Rowdy Roddy, Roddy, Roddy Piper. Piper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: okay, that's fair. That's and honestly, Rowdy Roddy Piper, my favorite of the wrestler turn actors.
0: I mean, how how could you not love him, right? Yeah. Anyway.
3: Arnold Schwarzenegger. He wasn't a wrestler. He was a bodybuilder. But I can yeah, see that. Yeah, but he wasn't in a show choir. Lane. I could see that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you watch the documentary, he is he's been obsessed with building his muscles since he was like a child. So anyway. But so they're they're chatting in this chat room and they're talking about like who, you know, what they look like. I've got like long locks or whatever. And he's like, oh, I'm older, but I, my hair is like boyishly light. They're both lying to each other.
3: Yeah. I mean, Steve, Steve Martin looks 57 and Queen Latifah's is 31. So like I was super glad that there wasn't like romantic chemistry between them, even when they're like Full on, I'm going to say dry humping when they get back from their date. They
0: do dry hump in this movie. There is
3: like not really much
2: sexual tension between them at all. Whoa, 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 whoa. Y'all never dry humped your friends to like get them, like, you know, make them okay. You know, like cheer them up. What kind
3: of therapy do you do?
2: I have like so many questions. With the things you're saying You can't ethically (laughs) do therapy On your friends Todd That'll
0: be $690 Yes, You
2: can't ethically do therapy On your friends You can only dry hump them As a friend Not as a (laughs)
3: professional <laughs> i'm not dry humping you clinically right
2: now this is as a friend this is amateur humping.
0: amateur humping i'm just picturing you doing it and being like so what's your mood today do you feel elated depressed mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that'll be 125 how does this make you feel assaulted <laughs> now what if i put these decorative balls in my pants
2: they were big too his pants had to be extra loose to fit those well, balls they're in pleated
0: because he's an, a middle-aged white man in the early 2000s pleated <laughs> pants i always hated pleated pants same they don't look good on most people it, it, you have to style them very specifically anyway he goes to work and we find out that First of all, Lex Luthor is trying to steal his thunder, but also they're trying to get this account from this, like, Real bougie old lady. I think that's why Todd was
3: into it. I think Todd wanted to bang that
0: lady. It feels like you're just talking in a third
1: person. I know, yeah. and I, and love I hate it.
3: this. That's his character's name. Lex Luthor in this movie,
2: not me. I didn't want to bang this old lady. You say it, Todd is chasing clout and, and, and money? <laughs> Wait, what? You say Todd's chasing clout and money? Yeah, what relationship have I
3: chased clout and money, Mikey? <laughs>
0: not relationship, but for the show. Like... <laughs> Trying to get famous and trying to get money. I am not going to have
2: sex with Miss Angie's or whatever her name was so we could be famous. I 100% think you would have sex with an old woman to get famous.
0: Mikey, Mikey, I hate to bring this to tell you this because I'm HR for the podcast, (laughs) if you'll remember. And the org chart clearly states that you are the pants down department. I don't wear pants. (laughs) I love that we're working in fool's rush in into this corporate bit Mm -hmm. we've got going. You guys made a mistake when you made me HR. That's all I'm saying.
2: We've got
3: to look at the articles in in Corporation, Mikey, because I do believe you are in the pants
2: down department for lots and lots and lots and lots of money. I would do that for us. But I would want a higher share.
3: For what? Are you saying sh- you're going to hire share to hire you have to have sex, sex with, with her? Yeah. I'm uh-huh.
1: so confused <laughs> what, by what, what you think this
3: transaction is. Like, it's indecent proposal, but, like, the woman
0: is propositioning the man. But you're also chewing through it, which made it even less coherent.
2: I think I look cooler when I'm chewing.
0: You do not. <laughs> you are not <laughs> Brad Pitt. Stop it. Oh, Brad Pitt.
2: Mm. You could
3: chew all night, right, Paige?
0: Oh yeah. We eventually we're gonna have to do me Joe Black. I'm just saying
2: if somebody was like, Look, I'll make this podcast the biggest podcast in the world, you have to have sex with me and you two are like, Mikey, you do it. I don't want thirty three percent. I want a little bit more.
0: That okay, that's fair. Uh, I don't know where Cher comes into that transaction. But also, depending on who says that, I think we should be able to vote or nominate. Like, what if Henry Cavill was like, hey, I want to make you guys the biggest podcast in the world. But he has to have sex with one of us. (laughs) I feel like that's a
3: specific (laughs) ask. And I don't think he would be asking Mikey or I Just based on
2: what I assume is his preferred preference I mean,
0: you never know I mean, there's not
2: many people I'd cross the picket line for I I was thinking the same thing
3: I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, we could do our dream job full-time I could take a shot in the mouth (laughs) I'm not going to finish that <laughs> sentence. Actually, no, I'm not going to say that out into a microphone.
2: I'd be like laying in bed with my future wife being like, yeah, I had a, I had an experience once with a man. It was it was Henry Cavill. Uh, and then. <laughs>
0: You're like, whoa, all right. I, I, I'm just impressed. I like
3: that even in this made up story, you still don't have a wife. She's your future wife. Like she hasn't wised up yet Like you couldn't seal the deal That to
0: me is hilarious Well not before he tells her All of his truths Like yeah, the Henry Cavill one That's true Which by the way If I was that future wife I'd be like Tell me everything about it. <laughs> Like how was
3: it <laughs> I feel like Henry Cavill Is the level of famous That if you did have sex with him You'd put it on your business card Like it's something You would tell everybody <laughs> Right
0: Like, Yeah of course Yeah Of course But similarly though share. So yeah You know so- if, if we if we hired Cher I'd to hire Cher.
1: Mikey, whatever. <laughs> <laughs>
2: He's like, I saw Moonlight. Come on, but but it has to be that uh, I believe. It, like, what is that song? Live <laughs> After Love. Like, we have to life do it love. to Life After Love. Yeah. Well, yeah,
0: of course. Of course.
3: I can feel my key inside myself. I really don't
0: think I'm strong enough. Because it's <laughs> oh, a, the God. vitamin water. It's, like, big. Hey, let's keep moving. Anyway. So... He Steve Martin's like, I'm gonna get this account, but that means that he has to cancel the Hawaiian vacation he was gonna take his kids on, which is honestly a dick move. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's the the whole beginning of
3: this movie. It's very clear that Steve Martin needs to hear Henry Chopin's cat in the cradle. You know what I'm saying?
0: Wait, I thought that was Cat Steve.
2: Yes, Cat Stevens, bro. But...
0: I don't think
3: it is. Google mm-hmm. it. I think Cat Stevens covered it. I know Ugly Kid Joe covered it because that's the first time I I heard it.
0: First of all, it's Harry Chapin. Chapin, yeah. (laughs) Oh, did I say Chopin? (laughs) Yeah, you did, (laughs) which is why I was so confused. Um, Harry Chapin, yeah. Harry Chapin, Johnny Cash also covered it. A bunch of people covered it, yeah. I'm just checking to see the date on the Harry Chapin one. I think it's based on a poem, actually. I'm not sure that anyone, like, I don't know. The only cover of the song was released by Ugly Kid Joe in 1981. He never did record it. It is actually Harry Chapin. Interesting. But it's because it has cats in the cradle in the song. Who originally recorded it? It was Harry Chapin. You are correct.
3: Yeah. Good job. I only heard it the I only heard the Ugly Kid Joe version cuz it like slaps. But you know the song, right? Like do you guys get the reference?
0: I only know the original version. I've never heard this Ugly Joe nonsense or whatever. I mean, it's
3: a co- it's truly a cover of the song. So like all the lyrics are the same. It's just like a Yeah,
0: I love Cotton
2: Eye Joe. Where did you come from? Where did you go, dad? Where did you come from?
0: (laughs) Where did you go? The original is the one that I find is always played for comedic effect. Like it's the one they used on Always Sunny. Yes. Where they did daddy and the boy and they played the original. And I feel like, it's a very sad song that seems to only get used for jokes, but I do. Yes, I have heard the original, but
3: it's all about how a dad sort of ignored his family as they were growing up. Right. And then once they were older, they didn't really want to have anything to do with him because they didn't really know him. Like they never really built yeah. an uh, emotional relationship anyway. But Steve Martin's character is very like workaholic yes, and not spending time with his kids. That's like the vibe. And that's why his wife left him. Although, We don't learn that right here, but we do learn that over the course of the movie.
0: Right. Exactly. So he calls his family and lets them know the kids are disappointed. But he then goes to the first meeting with the old bougie lady with the dog, William Shakespeare. It's a French bulldog that attacks, aggressively attacks almost everyone it comes in contact with, which I kind of love. I love when a dog gives no fucks.
3: I loved Shakespeare in this movie. He's dressed appropriately for every scene. He's always doing the least. Like, I love him. He's got
0: an Elizabethan collar through most (laughs) of the film. In this scene he is.
3: Yeah. Well, because she introduces him and his name is William Shakespeare. So, like, that's the picture of William Shakespeare everyone knows, right? That was in the textbooks. (laughs) So he's got that same collar and it's very funny.
0: I also love when people give their pets first and last names. I think it's funny every time. One of my best friends has a cat named the widow, Mrs. Myrtle Abernathy, Mm. which is great. (laughs) What happened to her husband? We don't know. She doesn't like to talk about it, but that's why she always (laughs) wears black. Um, But Marie, who I started Cult Podcast with, like early, early Cult Podcast, her mom had a cat named Jason Statham. (laughs) Hell yeah For the longest time And would call it by its full name every time Like Jason Statham get off the counter Yeah do you want some treats
3: Jason Statham
0: (laughs) You think he was a theater kid
3: no, he was a
0: diving nerd. He was an athlete. Yeah,
2: just, I know. Yeah. I know.
0: I Hey, I mean, Mikey, you don't have to convince me. It's top. What? That not all actors are theater kids is what he's trying to prove. We love Jason Statham. He's a fantastic actor. I'm glad he found his way to it. Anyway. Friend of the pod. Friend
2: of the pod? People, people say that on podcasts a lot.
0: They
3: do when they're actually talking about people who they're friends with. Or they've had on the show What
2: I can't just be friends with people I have a podcast Like
3: that would be something you say if like Jason Statham had been a guest Or a like knew we existed On any level
0: No no I agree with Mikey (laughs) I think you just start saying that people Are friends of the pod And then you're manifesting it And someday it comes true You're putting
2: it out into the universe I love it let's go Put put it out (laughs) Do you know who loves this movie
0: Friend of the pod Henry Cavill Friend of the pod Barack Obama <laughs> Yeah there he goes. <laughs> he follows me on Twitter He follows everybody on
2: Twitter Shut up Paige Front of the pod <laughs> <laughs> <And he> went- <laughs> I, I DM'd de- him Cause you know When you follow each other You get de- I said big fan of your work
0: <laughs> <laughs> And you know what He left you on red He gave a heart emoji Oh okay <laughs> Heart emoji Whatever team runs that Twitter account,
2: I said, if you don't respond, I can call you friend of the pod. And so he, so I am able to now because he never responded.
3: Nailed it, Barack Obama, friend of the pod. Uh Honestly, he should put it on his business card. Jack used to follow (laughs) me on
2: Twitter. I said, big fan of your work.
3: I loved when you poured that milk into your shoe. Hey, Mikey, tell me about who followed you on MySpace. Friend of the pod, that girl I was friends
2: with on 8th grade. Friend of the
3: pod, Tom. Yeah,
2: yeah, Tom. I bet he's living a good life. He's the only guy who, like, did something big back then, sold it, and then, like, didn't try to destroy the earth in the next 20 years.
3: I don't. I have no idea what happened, but he probably got, like, 300-some million for that, right?
2: Let's, let's see.
3: I would never work again. I would just create my own shit. Like, I'd still do the podcast, but
2: mm He... 50 years old, he lives in Hawaii, and he lives his life as a travel photographer, just exploring the world and sharing a be- beautiful photographs from exotic destinations. I am him.
3: okay with that man having a shitload of money.
2: He sold MySpace for $580. Damn. Million dollars, two thousand five.
3: I was like, I was low with my three hundred million. You were low. Damn, good for you, Tom. And if we were ever really friends, you give me a stone cold million,
0: like friend of the pod, Tom. Here's my thing. Where's his documentary? Like, right?
2: It pro- I mean, so to me, that's like he didn't want to become a billionaire and do that whole thing. He was like, I did my thing. I'm taking my couple hundred million and I'm going to go live a fantastic life. And like, yeah, more power to you.
3: That's what I mean. Like he is not actively trying to destroy the world. Yeah. He's trying to like take beautiful pictures. I'm here for that. We would love to have
2: you on friend of the pod. Yeah. Tom from MySpace. <laughs> Hell yeah.
0: MySpace, Tom. Any day of the week. And twice on Sundays. Anyway. So he's at dinner with this bougie old lady and they're trying to kick her dog out of the restaurant and he like bribes the waiter and he's like, I think the dog is fine. He's like, yes.
3: Well, he bribes the waiter while making a show of like yelling at the waiter. So like Mm -hmm. the lady who they're trying to sell, who was like, terrible. But yeah. She's like a an heiress. She controls billions of dollars. <sniffs>
2: Your racist grandma. Yeah,
0: racist grandma who's turned on by people being mean to those who work in the service industry. Right, but he <laughs> knows that That will,
3: like, turn her on in a business sense. Yeah. So he berates this waiter, but he gives him a $100 tip. Like, I think the waiter knows what's going on, right? I feel like the waiter's in on it because he's like, oh, of course, sir, and then leaves. (laughs) I mean, with his
0: hundred dollars. Right. He knows that that lady's got an abuse boner and like, there's nothing that they can do about it. An
2: abuse red rocket, if you will. Because it's a dog. God damn you, Shakespeare. You don't want to see when he shakes his spear. You know what I'm saying?
0: Anyway, (laughs) we cut back to... He goes to his house and we meet his neighbor, Betty White, who we will find out is his boss's sister. And Betty White is her Betty Whitingist. And by that, I mean like... Betty White supremacist in this
3: film Yeah she's like Betty White power In this movie Uh. like it's bad (laughs) It's bad like she is So racist she's the kind of racist And because I saw executive Produced by Queen Latifah When she was this racist I was like okay Cool Betty White's character Is gonna like learn some shit and then not be racist by the end of the movie. And that does not at all happen. She is racist
2: the entire movie.
0: She is just an evil honky uh, yeah. just in the, mi- Terrible. in the middle of this movie. Well, did
2: your racist grandmother turn around at the end there?
0: My grandmother
3: died when I was very young. She uh, she had a lot of cancer. So I uh, I don't know
2: if she was racist. Friend of the pod, Todd's cancer grandma who was racist. <laughs> Todd's racist, cancer-riddled grandmother. I'm a Taurus, so I get it.
3: What? Are all Taurus racist grandmas? <laughs> I'm so confused. I think it's cancer Taurus. Oh, okay. Sorry. I don't know if Mercury's in Gatorade, man. Like, I don't pay attention to any of that shit.
0: Uh, It's Scorpio season, so it's time for me to get revenge on everybody. <laughs> I'm planning. I'm plotting. I already put that thing in a cake earlier this week. I'm, I'm in it. I'm good.
3: <laughs> My, Mikey's face about what you just said about putting something in a cake this week was very funny to me. I did say things. He was like, what was in that cake? But, Paige, I know what was in that cake because I remembered the story you told us not an hour ago. I told you guys before we started. <laughs> Mikey, do you have any memory of what's in the cake?
2: Man, so nice to be listened to. Lots of stuff. It's a coconut cake. Uh, she's made it three times. What's in it?
3: That's not the question. What's in the cake, Mikey?
2: Uh, love. I
3: hope I have the cake story recorded. If I don't, Paige told us a story about a cake an hour ago. Let's just, just know that.
2: I listen for a living. I'm not going to
3: give it up for free.
1: We, we pay. You! <laughs> God damn you it!
3: Are, the thing he came over to my house to get was a check. By the way, when he was like shaming me for my music choice, that's what he came you over to get. Me. So yes,
0: you get paid. I've added you to my revenge list. Oh man! It will not be swift, but it will be just. <laughs> anyway, Benny White's super racist and says some horrifying things. And Steve Martin, who has already demonstrated that he's kind of an asshole, yeah, in the beginning of the movie. It's so racist that even his character is like, yikes. <laughs> yeah. like, oh yeah. no. <laughs> Oof my
3: goof. Like, wow. Oof
0: my goof. Did you just
3: lose a mayoral election in Franklin, Tennessee? Like, Jesus, you a
2: racist. <laughs> uh, uh, yikes. Uh, she turned in her badge today. She's not going to, she's not going to self-serve out her term.
3: Who,
0: oh, oh yeah.
3: Okay, so she, what, I don't even know what she was before
2: this, but whatever, fuck her. A uh, councilwoman or whatever.
0: Oh, I w- I thought we were implying that Betty White was a racist Cop and I was like if the Shoe fits
2: oh man I would watch the hell out of that movie
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just Betty White in her version Of training day yeah of course I didn't know you oh. got wet What What? <laughs> I'm getting too old for this shit Damn right you yes. are Yes. Anyway <laughs> Steve Martin Goes inside gets ready for a date Turns on bossa nova puts on a- An equally offensive pair of pleated pants pours some champagne opens the door, and it's Queen Latifah. And the fact that he's not thrilled that he's about to have the best night of his life because it's Queen Latifah is offensive. But he's immediately like, who the fuck are you? You catfished me. And she's like, "Um, same, sir, with your boyishly light hair. No. I mean, it was boyishly white hair.
3: And what's lighter than white, Paige? Ice cold. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, oh, light, all right, oh, light, all right.
0: Anyway, I do think it's funny that he goes around, like, undoing the date thing. He's, like, blowing out all the candles. Yes. Or whatever. Yeah. It's wild to
3: me that he thought he was getting laid the first night he hung out with lawyer girl or whatever.
2: Well, come on. He's a guy. To-
0: well, but also, Todd, I don't know. if Have you ever met people who met online and talked for way too long before meeting in person, but then didn't catfish fish each other like they turned out to be the actual people? Those people fuck like rabbits. Like, it's nuts. Like, they're like, oh, you're real and you didn't, this isn't fake. We've been talking for two years or whatever. We're about to have three kids instantly. It's nuts. Hmm. I have never had that experience. End in three kids. Well, I mean, you know, some people, you know, use protection or whatever. But, like, if you don't. Losers.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Paige is going back to her list. Writing out his name twice.
2: <laughs> She's making a list. right is on twice. <laughs>
0: I'm going to put cakes in. Stuff them with things that aren't nice. Ice.
2: Rice in. Ricin is a poison. That's where that joke is.
0: Well, I can't kill you. Oh. You are involved in my income. Pagey clauses. <laughs> to, <laughs>
2: to murder. My favorite part of this scene is that he blows out all the candles and shoes her out and then just goes to bed. It's like seven. He says it's seven o'clock. He's like, yeah, this fucked up so bad. I'm going to bed at seven o'clock. Yes. He, he gets into his sheets. Honestly,
3: Mikey, though, been there. I've been there. I've been like, fuck this day. It's been terrible. I'm going to bed. Time to
0: reset. I'm like <laughs> yes. 6 6:30.
3: All right. Well, I'm watching Below Deck until I pass out.
0: If we were not recording this, I would have watched the new ex- episode of Loki 2 and then just like yeah. Just checked out. Yeah. When
3: you're doing all the things that we're doing, you sort of like have to get your sleeps when you
0: can get your sleeps, you know? Yes.
2: It's hard for me to sleep because of the PTSD.
0: Yeah, I get that. Hey, The detour to your high road is blocked, sir. It's Scorpio season.
1: (laughs) You got to go trick-or-treating
0: today.
2: I had to talk to marketing. (laughs) I don't understand this Scorpio. Friend of the pod, Al Pacino.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you saw it, but he actually left a review for the podcast. Did you guys see it? It was... (laughs)
0: Greatest! Five <laughs> oh, I'm thank awful. you, Al Pacino <laughs> I like, Okay,
2: so Okay, this is not about anything we're talking about But I want to talk about it uh, I watched Heat the other day again oh. And I, one, I love that movie it's But then so it, good. it's different You should watch it now, because it's about people It's about two guys on opposite sides of the coin Yes, But they both work too much
3: Yeah, they're both workaholics And workaholic. it
2: destroys their life, yeah Because so, yeah. It, really, it's not about Al Pacino catching him it's really about the fact that like they're the same person on either sides of the law. Yeah. They're the same person and both of their personal lives are destroyed because of their obsession with their jobs. Yeah. And I, you know, when you're younger, you're just like, it's cool because it's cops and robbers. But when you get older, you're like, oh yeah, I work too much. Like, I, I get this. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you you know you're old when heat hits different. You know what I'm saying, Mikey? Hey, that hot flashes are a sign of (laughs) menopause. Mikey, are you sure you're okay? (laughs) Anyway, back to this movie. Friend of the pod Queen Latifah Goes out <laughs> to the driveway And is basically just like It's your baby and he's like oh no The neighbors are gonna hear which perfect strategy Love dude, it. Dude when she starts
3: Yelling about how like
0: Kareem is yours. Yeah I oh love my god it. Please, love it. I
3: lost my mind I literally wrote I fucking love Queen Latifah.
0: Oh who how can you not Queen Latifah for president 2024. Hell yeah dude when
3: When Steve is like ushering her out of the house Right before she does the whole Kareem is yours bit yeah yeah. like they are just two like silly people playing with each other like just being silly in the same room like they're just so in the moment there it's so funny i loved it like they are so good on screen together
0: i love them both yeah love it love it love it anyway she blows up his spot and he's like, okay, get inside. You can stay just for tonight, like whatever. And she told him she kept all his emails so that yes. there's a, a, you know, existing relationship.
3: Right. But he like, pushes her into the bushes when Betty White comes out. Right. And says something pretty funny. Freaking racist
0: no, It's nothing compared Well it's it's pretty bad I think the worst one is when She walks in on them dry humping Yes The thing she says in that moment Is one of the most horrifyingly racist parts of this film Yeah And I was like holy shit How did that pass standards and practices I don't
3: know Yeah I I was like oh
0: wow Were we were people saying that in 2003? No, but I think they were saying it in 1903 when Betty White was alive. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I do want to say
3: that posthumous friend of the pot, Betty White, is just an actress. Like, she's, she does a great job in this movie. It's just that her character is a racist old lady. It's terrible.
0: Yes. Now, they decide to spend the night. She finally has a, an actual bed that she can relax. And it's very, very good. I'm very happy for her. I root for her this whole movie. <laughs> But he comes in the next morning uh, and he had barricaded the door. Like if you watch, he's got like a chair and I'm like, dude, she just wants to sleep. Anyway, he opens the door and he wakes her up and she, you know, has been incarcerated. Yeah. So she immediately wakes up throwing punches and was like, who wanted with lean?" And just immediately takes him out uh, like crotch and face. It was great. But he tells her there's bagels outside which basically he like tricks her into being locked out. And he's like, bye, I'm going to work. And she's like, all right, I'll see you when you get home. Like you, oh, you thought you got rid of me? (laughs) And then she walks right back to the house. Yeah, absolutely. She just finds another way in. Yes. But we cut to him picking up his kids at their mom's house, his old house, and her sister, his ex-wife's sister, Missy Pyle, is over. And she is... Such a heinous trash pile of a human in this movie. She's the worst. Oh, yeah, bad. The, worst. the worst. She's so terrible. She is terrible. And she's terrible to everybody. She's mean to Steve Martin. She's mean to all them. Oh, yeah. She's horrendously racist. And she is a straight up gold digger for like all of them. She's dates multiple people with oxygen tanks. Yeah. <laughs> You're just like, girl, oh, no.
3: She's this not is, into you if you're not tanked up. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. yeah. Preen up, dude. Preen Yeah. But this is where we find out that the younger son has trouble reading and she says something so mean to him. She leans down. And she's like, daddy's stupid, too. And he became a lawyer. And I was like, first of all, you just called a child stupid right? to their face Secondly damn anyway he's gonna take the kids to swim at the club so as they're getting ready to leave the mom is going away for a weekend to a cabin and her date shows up and it's a guy that used to caddy for Steve Martin when he was a teenager yeah he is significantly younger hot as hell and then he disappears for the rest of this movie like we see him I think one other time and that's it. That's what
3: I mean. Like, we never see his ex-wife fall back in love with him, have any sort of closure with that dude. She was fucking, like, yeah. none.
0: And she was fucking that dude. Oh, like, they absolutely. definitely were fucking. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Would I mean, who
3: wouldn't? I mean, she was breaking it off for sure. And he was like... Into her in a way that, like, you know she was doing it right, Paige. I see you laughing. I see you laughing. But you know it's true, Paige.
0: He had to stick around because she broke it off and then she kept it. So, like, whenever he wanted to use it, he had to ask her. When it's that good, you make bad decisions. (laughs) Anyway, as Steve Martin's driving his kids home, we get a little more conversation with his daughter from Halloween Town and then the little kid from Two and a Half Men. And... The little kid is like some kids called me a baby because of how I read, which is very sad. Like his journey to read that we don't fully see realized in this film is pretty sad.
3: I mean, he learns how to read porn mags. So like he's fine. He's doing
0: fine. Yeah, that's definitely not going to mess him up in the future ever. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, It
3: is terrible, but I really loved the hey, dad, what's a wreck? A country. I
0: love that joke.
2: It is a really good joke.
0: One of the only people truly reading it for the article. <laughs> anyway, they arrive back to the house and a party is in full swing and they get in by threatening to call the police. You know, just like a white person <laughs> to call the police on a in party. All fairness, it's at his house. Like, he owns that house. <laughs> yeah. Chill the fuck out and enjoy the cookout, bro. I mean,
3: honestly, the, the, the cookout did look very fun. It looked yeah.
1: really fun.
0: But anyway, so she he shows up. She's getting her hair done. And so she explains it as, well, I had to get my hair done, so I called my hair lady. Then she called two people. They called two people. They yeah. called two people. And it became
3: a uh, like a cookout party or whatever, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A pyramid scheme of awesome. <laughs> But he's freaking out because he's like, my neighbors are all racist. I was like, this sounds like a you problem, bro. Yeah. But he's like, everyone get out. All the dogs go back to the pound. And everyone's like, I'm sorry. What did you just say, sir? And he's like, oh, no. Is that only okay when... You, oh, okay. And they throw him in the pool as he deserves. It was great. I loved it. It was great. And I love that it. it's like it's
3: actually Steve Martin that gets thrown in the pool. Like they don't even try and do a stunt double. Like it's actually him. It's great. Loved it. Yeah. He actually like dances in this movie. I mean, it's not good, but like he was moving more than I thought he could at that age. Although he sort of has always looked 70 to me. <laughs> yeah. So like he might have been like 45 when he shot this movie. I have no idea.
0: Well, and th- so I do love. Love that they like they do they throw him not the kids like the the girl the teenage girl's like talking to people and he's like hey she's underage but then the kid is like learning how to shoot street crafts yeah. it's amazing well the kids just like you know blend in they're like hanging out with the cool people that are at their house yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but they do eventually kind of send everyone home and as they're sending people home one of the guys comes up to charlene and is like hey widow wants to know when you're out and she's like, all right, well, you know, if you see him, let him know. But as they're kind of clearing everybody out, Charlene included, and she just snatch her money from the kid. Yeah. He's like, well, we're going to the club. And she's like, what club? And he's like, not club. We're going to Hawaii. Like he's trying to lie to her. Yeah. But they leave. She's got money. So I, I picture this as, unfortunately, a wonderful shopping spree scene that got cut. Yeah, maybe. Where she goes and gets all new outfits. That would have made me very happy. But she shows up at the club in all of her finery and the club is like, what is happening here? The club can't even handle her. right I mean, now. it's a pretty
3: racist club, which I mean, it's a country club. The stereotype of clubs like that is that they are racist. I've never been to one, so I do not know. But that clearly exists in the world because that's the stereotype.
0: I'm going to say they're guilty as charged yes. uh, most of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she shows up. She's like, I'm a friend from college. So she shows up as he's about to have a meeting. So Eugene Levy is there, his kids are swimming and they're waiting for that bougie old rich lady to show up. And this is where Eugene Levy is just like, oh my God, yes, (laughs) yes. And he just loves her as is and I love it. He is instantly like amazing. And then they scored it to Morris Day in the Times Jungle Love, which is a bop. An amazing bop. I love that song. I literally wrote in all caps,
3: Paige, how can you hate any movie that features the work of of, uh, Morris Day in the motherfucking time? I loved it.
0: Yes. I mean, this is why we need to watch Purple Rain.
3: Paige, this is going to blow your mind. Never seen it. Never seen what? Purple Rain.
1: Purple
3: Rain. But I saw him play that song at the Super Bowl, and then God loved it so much he made it rain. Yes. Paige, it rained. Yes. And he played the solo for Purple Rain in heels
0: in the rain at the Super Bowl. Because he's the best. That's one perfect moment. It is a perfect moment. Purple Rain is a love story. Like, it's a fucked up love story, but it's also a musical, Todd. Uh, Todd, I can't believe you haven't seen Purple Rain. Paige, I can't believe I haven't seen it. I can't believe I haven't picked it. Did you know there are two sequels? What? To Purple Rain? Yes, bitches! Yes! One New Year's Eve. Purple Snow? No. <laughs> it's uh Beyond the Rainbow Bridge, and I forget what the other one is called.
2: Magenta Hurricane.
0: It's uh, It's something might as well be one new year's eve roughly 15 or so years ago now my roommate and i in our off campus college apartment got trashed on new year's eve and watched all of them nice the second two do not make sense the first purple rain is a fucking classic and morris day and the time are the villains of the movie like the actual morris day and the time One of many villains. It's a complicated story. And Prince plays himself and he says crazy things like cleanse yourselves in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. And she's just like, "Okay," And he's like, this is not Lake Minnetonka. And you're like, what does this even mean? (laughs) Purple Rain is fucking great. I will die on this hill. It's also the soundtrack to Purple Rain unparalleled. Oh, I've heard the soundtrack. Oh, I have it on vinyl that's lavender. And my roommate and I used to put it on whenever we would clean the house purple rain clean the drain i've been to paisley park i don't play anyway queen latifah she's there eugene levy is just like it's a love connection immediately and she basically talks to steve martin and is like look i'll go away conveniently right now if you give me a place to stay and work on my case and he's like oh my God, please, but also I'm going to need you to lie and say that you're my kid's nanny in a very offensive way. And she's just like, fine, but I don't like it. Right. But she and Eugene Levy end up going out and having a drink by the pool because he's super into it. Oh, yeah.
3: Eugene Levy is so into Queen Latifah, and I love everything he says after he, like, falls in love (laughs) with her at
2: first sight. Yeah, he's great.
0: I'm going to burn a fun fact. Do it, please. So when they made this movie... In the script, none of the fake slang that Eugene Levy or Steve Martin say was in the script. That does not
3: at all surprise me.
0: They were tasked with making it up in the moment, which after they made up the, uh, you, you've got the cool points, uh, cool points are out the window and you got me all twisted up in the game or whatever it is. The one that they repeat. Yeah. They had to remember what it was, write it down so that they could repeat it. But part of the reason they did that is because they were like over time, like slang changes so fast that like no matter what they say, it's not going to age well because it's going to seem dated literally by the time the movie comes out. Oh, yeah. And so for it to like it'd be equally funny if it was just bad and fake. So they just had them constantly making it up which I do think is very, very funny, but gives us some of the best, because Eugene Levy just, he delivers it with the straightest of faces, and I love it every time. When he said, you got me
3: straight tripping, boo, I like lost my mind. It was so fucking funny.
2: That's like what this movie is known for, is that line.
0: Yeah. So much so that it has made it into songs like Eugene, you got me straight tripping, boot. Like it's a thing. Like it, people remember this movie for that.
3: It's amazing.
0: So they smuggle her into the house of the pool float so Betty White doesn't see her with her very racist eyes. I mean, Betty White does see her feet. Right. They show you her feet from behind that float. Yeah, it's a it's a fancy walking pool float. Yeah. Technology. Anyway, meanwhile at the lake, Gene Smart and the I assume the pool boy, the caddy. The young guy, they're kind of about to be intimate, but the phone rings and she's like, oh my God, but what if it's my kids? Like I'm a mom, you know, whatever she picks up, which is interesting that that's what she didn't like Steve Martin doing because she felt like he wasn't engaged. And then she does it in this moment.
3: I feel like it was, she's not nearly as into that kid. Yep. He's not a kid anymore. He's a, he's old enough. Like, but that guy she's currently with.
0: He's a big boy. Mm. Wow.
3: Okay. I'm so glad we captured that. Uh, But yeah, so he is. He's a big boy. Yeah. And I just feel like she's not as into him as he is into her. And she is still in love with Steve Martin. Although we don't really see any of that on the screen. No. That is all just, I have to assume based on what's going on. Yeah, it's implied, Mikey. Yeah.
0: It's her actor's secret. Her actor's secret is that her character is still in love with Steve Martin. But
3: she is getting that big boy dick on the side
0: fuck page yeah, yeah yeah that that thick thick hot beef injection it's not on the side they're divorced they are divorced i mean
3: no i'm not saying she's doing anything wrong in fact good for her and all that but like i just feel like she is having sex with someone that she wants to have sex with but she actually wants to be with Steve Martin's character. Does that
0: make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: It's called being single. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) It's called walking funny after, you know what I mean?
2: I don't have that experience.
0: Well, you don't.
2: Because my well, unless I like do a weird position, I have a bad right knee. So listen, we get that you're gonna be on all time bottom. You know what I'm saying? Like no, no, it's not that. If I lean on the right leg, so if you're on a couch and your right leg is the one off the couch holding all the weight. (laughs) And you I did not I, expect
3: I, this level of detail and I'm so glad we
2: got here. I, I need to flip I need to flip over. The left leg can go for hours, but I the need right...
0: you to draw me a diagram. Yeah. <sighs> Show me on the couch where you touched her. Mm-hmm. All over. The couch?
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: Hell yeah, Mikey.
0: <laughs> Turn that cushion into a thought of men, you know what I mean? Thought of it.
2: <laughs> Ah. That just
3: sounds like Mikey's fucking his couch.
2: No, it sounds like that's my thinking ottoman. I, I, that's where I. That's my thinking ottoman, where I kick my feet oh, up no, and no, have no. good ideas. Yeah. Thought I
0: thought Mikey was so alone that he was fucking furniture. Now is that not what's happening?
2: That's not.
3: He did sound like he was super into the fish from Fools Rush In. Yeah,
0: you were really into that, that dead fish because you thought if you banged the dead fish, you would marry Skelmaire. Okay, <laughs> here we go
2: for this film.
0: <clears throat> Let's do it. Let's do it. Mary Fuck Kill
2: Eugene Levy, right. Steve Martin, and Queen Latifah.
0: Oh, you gotta marry Queen Latifah, a hundred percent. Even if it means, even if it means murdering Steve Martin to have sex with Eugene Levy. <laughs> that is
3: exactly what I would call as well, because I don't think. Eugene Levy can play banjo, so I think you have to kill Steve
0: Martin. What? I just think I'm I might be Eugene Levy's type, given the amount he talks about jiggle in this film.
3: <laughs> You're certainly his type in this movie for sure.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that. Yep. Anyway, so it's actually Missy Pyle who is calling to basically be like, "Um, your husband hired a convicted felon." While she is is feeding her date who is so elderly, they are are not able to care for themselves. But we cut back to the house and Steve Martin and Charlene, uh, Queen Latifah, are going through all of her charges, which my favorite is like eye gouging, scrotum crushing. Yeah, And she was like, well, yeah, I was mad because I didn't do it. But as they're talking about it. He's like, well, why don't you go to school and apply yourself? My daughter, is; she's going places. And, of course, Queen Latifah watches as the daughter sneaks out. And she's like, oh, yeah, she's going places, all right.
3: (laughs) I did love that, but she ain't no snitch, Paige. She didn't didn't say shit. She ain't no snitch. Mm.
0: But she does realize after reviewing the depositions for her case that the prosecution failed to disclose exculpatory evidence which could have impacted the outcome of the case, which is also known Often as I believe a Brady violation But it is illegal Yeah She is correct That is a problem Yes
2: yeah, from that famous case Where Tom Brady was wrongfully convicted uh.
0: Uh, a Brady violation is a violation of the Brady rule, which requires the prosecution to disclose specific evidence it has in a criminal case to the defense. The evidence that the prosecution must disclose is any evidence that could be favorable to the defendant or exculpatory, meaning it could prove that the defendant did not do the crime.
3: Yeah. And she didn't like by the end of this movie. We know who did the crime she went to jail for.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But I do love in this moment, he's like, why don't you are very smart? Why don't you talk like us? She's like, because I'm me and I don't need to be you. And I love that about her character, that her character is never like, I don't need to be you or your measure of success. I'm me. I'm the queen. I am Queen Latifah. And you will murder Steve Martin and have sex with Eugene Levy to marry me. And she's right. She's right. Because those are the rules. Yeah. No, I agree. I love that scene
3: when she, like, she pretends to talk like them because she fucking crushes it. She sounds like, you know, like they do. And then she's like, but I don't need to sound like that because that's not who I am. Yeah. I love that.
0: And and this is now taking place in his office at work because we've kind of like montaged our way through yeah and eugene levy is there who again he's just like yes oh my gosh love her but they then (laughs) have to hide her from steve martin's boss i do it's throughout the beginning of the movie it's a lot of them hiding her from people they know are racist and awful yes and then as the movie goes more subtly than I would like I would have loved a little bit more of them Eventually standing up for her and being like She deserves to be here as much as you
3: Yeah they don't really do that
0: They don't really do that They just eventually stop hiding her Yeah
3: but I mean she does stand up for herself With the sister-in-law in the bathroom Like
0: love Yeah we'll get to it in just a second But love Yeah when she does the like little tie bow jump I'm just like oh yes But a kicked that her. bitch Get that bit. When she hangs her up at the end, I'm just like, damn right. Yes. Shit was amazing. I'd like to dip you in cheese whiz and spread you on a cracker. You are some kind of freaky. God, everything you said was so funny. <laughs> and I love that she just, just like, hey, freak boy. Yeah. <laughs> I, love, I love it so much. This is the best version of Mary Poppins. <laughs> it is. It's my favorite.
2: Hello, Todd. It's Mikey. Hello, Mikey. It's Todd. I need to tell you something
3: Mikey it's fine You'll be a great dad That's
2: We're gonna table that
3: (laughs) But on that table
2: Is a delicious factor meal Yes
1: What a (laughs)
3: trick
1: (laughs) <laughs> oh, my God,
3: guys. This actually is
2: a factor ad. That was amazing, Mikey. Mikey here for Factor Meal on Romance of the Pod. Heck, We're yeah. We're going to table it. Delicious, already fresh made meals, never frozen. It takes two minutes to warm up. Just like Mikey does. I have a busy schedule. I work all day. I have fun too much. I also work at night. I also have too much fun. And I... <laughs> I have a problem with (laughs) words. Yeah, words is one. Uh, (laughs) Ordering out is another one. Same. I ordered out tonight. Yes.
3: I literally got, let's just say, a Factor equivalent meal for Natalie and I. And it was like $48 when it could have been way less with Factor.
2: Yeah, and I I struggle with proportions. And Factor comes pre-proportioned, pre-prepared, chef ready. I've used it before. Before they even advertised on the podcast, I used Factor Meals, especially when I was working a lot during the COVID lockdown. I mean, that was the best time to get on board with
3: Factor. Except for right now, because (laughs) Factor is giving 50% off to all of our listeners. If they go to factormeals.com
2: slash romancingthepod50 and use code romancingthepod50 to get 50% off. That's code romancingthepod50 at factormeals.com slash romancingthepod50 to get 50% off. That's a good deal. Do it and they have a g- easy to use app and they never require me to talk about the app. Mikey, that was the end of the ad. That was the I end know. of the ad. <laughs> I'm, I'm still going. All right, factor meals. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone
1: her skills as a welder.
0: The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is.
1: Explore more stories like Shana's at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
0: Anyway, so they try to hide her. They can't. People come out. But she plays it off where she's like, thank you for doing charitable taxes for our thing. So she and Eugene Levy leave. Meanwhile Steve Martin has to go golfing With that old mean racist bitch that, With the dog Yeah, And she's also like cheating Cause he's like well you beat me by 19 She's like let's make it 20 Just like <laughs> throw, you know he let her win Basically yeah. I would assume She wouldn't even like put her own ball on the
3: tee Like she is very rich And has always been very rich She even like refers to herself as an heiress Like that's a good thing
0: Well my favorite is when he's like You worked hard for your money And she's like I'm an heiress And he's like you worked hard to keep the money that you inherited. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. But we cut to Queen Latifah and Eugene Levy are on a date. Because this is where they actually go on that one yeah, date. Yeah, at the club. Mm-hmm. But
3: yeah, because they run into him here. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, where he's like, I'd like to dip you in cheese whiz and spread you on a cracker. If I'm not being too subtle. And she just says, you are some kind of freaky. And they are digging each other. Yeah, they're doing uh, it. But of course- Steve Martin runs into them and was like, what are you doing here? She's like, I'm on a date. Like <laughs> me, me and Freak Boy, we're on a date. And of course, Missy Pyle shows up to just be like, I'm racist. I mean, more or less. Yeah. She says some very
3: racist shit and then goes to the bathroom.
0: Well, not before. And it, uh, I don't love jokes at eating orders dispense. Say that again. Thank you. <laughs> I don't love jokes at eating disorders expense. Oh, okay. Thank you. But when Queen Latifah says, Bitch, I'll kick the bulimia out of you. I damn near lost my mind. It is it is a problematic joke. We could have said a million other things that we could have kicked out of her. Sure. But she does go to the bathroom unattended and Queen Latifah follows because, like, all right. It also
3: sort of sets up the way that fight ends on some level because she ends up hanging her by her swimsuit.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's pretty great. It's yeah. amazing. Because we then get literally a, a, a Mission Impossible level fight, a brawl in this bathroom. It's like a three minute fight yeah, scene.
2: It, it's very odd. And
0: honestly, you couldn't cut a frame
3: of it. It is next level crazy the whole time.
0: My favorite is before she punches her in the face, and she goes, you look like you you, you could use some eye shadow. <laughs> and, <Yeah. just> like, <laughs> na- and, and then the next time we some. see her, she's got a horrible black eye. But eventually Queen Latifah does win, hangs her by her swimsuit and just says, I don't ever want to have this conversation again and leaves. We cut back to the house where Queen Latifah working on someone on the couch and the little kid is learning to read out of a, a porno mag that he found in his dad's bedroom somewhere. But he is successfully reading But no sooner has he learned how to read. Everyone's excited about it. Betty White comes over to take him to her really racist poker game.
3: Yeah, because he's the dealer. Like, the kid is the dealer. I mean, this is all very much just to get the kids out of the house so Steve and Queen can go out, like, on a date, sort of. It's not really a date. But it's like they can go out together and like connect. It's
0: like a friend date.
3: Yeah, it is more friendly. Yeah. But I did love that the way the girl gets out of the house is exactly what Catherine Heigel's
0: character did in Bride in of Bride Chucky. And Bride of Chucky. I was like, hell yeah, man. I love this. It was so good. Uh, but yeah, so she does the date switcheroo. Yes. Where she has like the
3: not nerdy, but like, you know, clean, upscale, kind of collected boy. Come pick her up. And Steve Martin's like, yeah, you can go out with him. It's fine. Have, have a good time. And then once they get to the car, it's revealed that she's going out with some like. Older
0: skeezy. Wrong side of the tracks.
3: Yeah. Older motorcycle gang guy.
0: Yep. Yeah. But that leaves Queen Latifah and Steve Martin alone in the house. And he's like, hey, you know what? It's just us. Do you want to go out to dinner? Yeah. Let's go. So they go to a nice club that does an amazing Shakira Khan cover whoever that band is. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. Amazing. And they end up dancing and he cannot dance, but she, get, she gets him into it, like the the rhythm. This is kind of the them getting to know each other. This is where he finds out more about the case, more about the boyfriend. Yeah. But also this is where she's just like, yo, let me help you yes. <laughs> with what is happening in all of this. But like, because
3: he's a workaholic, he can't dance. Yes. He doesn't really have anything in his life other than work. So Queen
0: Latifah like takes him on as a project. Sure. Which I loved. Emotional labor. She didn't have to do, no. but she chooses <laughs> to do. That's why she's the hero of this film. But I mean, he is helping her with her case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I,
3: I could see why she does this, right? And it's, it also yeah, is sure. super fun. But when she's like dancing with him and then the other girl comes over and starts dancing and then it's just the three of them dancing, like grinding up on Steve Martin. Yeah. And he's sort of dancing Like he's out in front of a car dealership and he's got air blowing through him. Like he's like, he's dancing like that. I loved it. Thought it was hilarious.
0: It's great. And now what we will reveal is that his ex-wife and sister-in-law are at the same club. And the sister-in-law is just like, yeah, no, I uh, I got hit by a car when I was jaywalking. Don't worry about it. She's wearing like sunglasses inside this whole thing. Because she got her ass kicked by Queen Latifah and now she has a black eye. Yeah, because she was she was talking out of pocket and she should watch herself. Yeah. Talk shake it hit. <laughs> and she did, and Queen did. Yes. So they decide to leave. Uh, for the night after they've had a good time. But this is where we kind of get the inkling that, like, well, maybe Steve Martin's ex-wife is not quite over him.
3: Yeah, because she is, like, expressing some sadness that he is, like, now expanding his horizons and, like, yeah. dating other people. Yeah. Or seemingly dating other people. Or he it,
2: looks happy, at least, yeah, in the scene.
3: Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. And you know nothing makes your ex more mad than when you look happy.
0: You know what I'm saying? Fair. Yeah. They hate it.
2: Thanks, Instagram.
0: <laughs> so they get back to the house and they're and Steve Martin is very drunk and he's admitting to her. He's like, sometimes I just drive past the old house and I miss her. Like, yeah. he clearly misses her. And this is where Queen Latifah is like, I'm gonna help you get her back. Let's put on some Barry White. And, and she's like, talk nasty to her. And this is one of my favorite scenes in the movie. It's so funny. Because it's yeah, I like I want to kiss you a lot. <laughs> it's just...
3: But it's like a drunk Steve Martin saying it. It's so yeah. funny. It's
2: a it's a funny scene
3: while he's like molesting a statue in his house. But like it's not like a statue of a person. It's like a like a rock statue with a hole yeah. in the middle of it. Oh, like a person. Oh my God, Mikey's like, mind if I come over and chisel away at you? <laughs>
0: Paige is writing more on my notepad I'm just doing a fun visual joke for me Mm
3: -hmm. I I love that every time you do it I have to explain it Because the listeners
2: can't see you
0: Yeah, it's Scorpio season I'm done doing emotional labor This is y'all's job now (laughs) Anyway,
2: he's really bad at Dirty Talk in a way that makes me laugh a lot. Yes. Have you ever, have you ever okay, my question to you too because I've talked about this on the podcast before.
3: I love that this is coming right now. Please hit me. Let's do
2: yeah, it. Yeah, go for it. Have you ever dated or been with someone who was terrible at Dirty Talk? Uh-huh.
0: I, I've been with people that don't like to do it. Yeah. Because some, some, it makes some people uncomfortable, you know, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Or
3: some people don't like to be called a certain thing or whatever, like there, there's yeah. some, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to like talk out what is appropriate for you and your partner.
0: Yeah, nothing hilariously bad. Just more people being very quiet. Or even sexting. Bad at sexting
2: and dirty and or dirty talk.
0: I Never somebody bad at sexting. I don't like to sext
3: because that's like, I'm always afraid. Well, I mean, I don't really sex now because I live with my girlfriend. But
0: Well, you do misspell things a lot. <laughs> I feel like this is just not conducive to your strengths. I feel like if there was some sort of pornographic song competition, you'd be all over that shit. But sexting, not for you, and that's okay. It's not for everybody. But you
2: can always use the excuse you're only texting with one hand.
0: <laughs> I will say, uh, if there yeah. are gentlemen listening to this who are having sex with ladies, make some noises. I'm just saying, you know, like don't get crazy with it, but you know, don't be just quiet and staring at people. That's the worst. Throw some dirty talk in if there. If you're
2: gonna stare at somebody, at least stare at the person you're having sex with. <laughs> yeah.
0: Don't be like I'm looking at the family <laughs> photos. You know? Don't open the blinds. Yeah, don't don't pull out <laughs> your phone and just like Or Mikey considers dirty talk like You
3: have to leave before my quesadilla gets here.
0: No, there's an embargo on quesadillas. (laughs) (laughs) The taco trucks don't know. (laughs)
1: Loophole.
0: (laughs) We told them. No, but I have not had any really hilariously bad dirty talk. Have either of you?
2: Yes. I think I've told this story, but like I dated someone who was very clinical in their dirty talk. Yeah, Yeah, I think you
0: told us. I don't know if you told it on the podcast. I know you told us about this.
2: She's like, yeah, I just want to like, Touch your penis And I was like Oh That makes (laughs) you Giggle so much Mikey you have to Stop dating nurses (laughs) (laughs) Nurses are Notoriously dirty First off
0: And then I'm gonna (laughs) need 10 cc's of cock Right away (laughs) Exactly
2: I just want you to Insert vaginally That penis Into my vagina And you're like Oh okay What's next On the instruction (laughs) book?" Wait I've got An
0: extra (laughs) screw And an allen wrench Why does this encounter
3: Feel like the worst Sex ed Class ever.
2: <laughs> <laughs> she was really nice too. She was very, very nice, but I, I would always just laugh so much because she like meant it. She's like, "Come on, why don't you bring that penis over?" And I was just <laughs> like.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, talk <laughs> clinical to me, baby. I couldn't
2: take it seri- I couldn't take it seriously. That
0: that's the kind of shit I say when I'm trying to be funny. <laughs> yeah, I yes, yeah, yeah, was trying you're to laugh. not trying to be funny. When, like sometimes my one of my favorite things to do is just walk through the house just be like nice penis <laughs> because I think it's hilarious. Uh but if someone oh. was being like authentic in that moment and was just like oh, yeah, your penis is so turgid, I'd be like, oh, no. I don't like this at all. Holy shit.
3: So funny. I forgot turgid is a word, and that I love it. The
0: turgidity of your member is appropriate for my vulva. (laughs) Like, it's just (laughs) strange. Or, okay, wait, let me tell one more. There was one who,
2: like, had to have, like, a scenario so it was more like a role play than a sex mikey all right let, what kind of scenario like
0: don't rush enter it. stage right a dick and ball so i put on my <laughs> wizard's hat <laughs> Wait, wizard. It was really wizards. No, she was oh, just like, oh. we're at the fair. And I was like, we're at the fair. Oh, that's boring. Like just the fair. I don't know. You bought me popcorn and I don't want to go on the tilt world. <laughs> You're my teacher and I'm a undercover <laughs> journalist. And we're on the, d- <laughs> <laughs> we can't no. talk about never been kissed right now. I'm actually not supposed <laughs> to say that
2: to you. No, no, um, no, I'm just like, we're dating. I don't need like a made up scenario. Let's just let's just like
0: I feel like if you're gonna go made up scenario you gotta go wild you gotta be like you're an intergalactic overlord and I'm a rebel who's imprisoned on charges of whatever like you gotta like really yeah you're a zombie and I feel like I can cure you you know get weird Uh, with it and the only way to cure
3: you is through the power of d (laughs) oh my god so it's just like her getting railed on while trying to eat your
1: brains.
3: (laughs) (laughs) honestly if you can find a woman who will do that for you you marry that woman not because you're into it but because you know she's into you
0: we don't do role playing like that because i uh commit to bits too much (laughs) yeah
2: that's how i am i'm like now roll your d20 dice
0: (laughs) if you calculate plus one on every negative we can cross the bridge yeah
2: (laughs) i break my ankle attempting to do that position
0: (laughs) critical failure oh you must have rolled a one mikey i'm gonna role play as a person with a back injury and you get on top (laughs) anyway so they she is trying to get him to talk dirty and trying to get him to like come on to her and be aggressive and he's like i'm a give you an aromatherapy massage <laughs> but they, they and she does have him put fake balls down his pants and they do dry hump on the couch like that definitely happens i mean yeah they're definitely like they're fully
3: clothed like when betty white and his son walk sure. in they are on the couch in a very provocative position and he is saying some stuff that is vaguely dirty talkish i have a hot take Hot take yes. me,
2: man. Hot take me. I love a good dry hump every now and then.
3: <laughs> a <laughs> controversial take. I agree. Yeah, if you're into it, you're into it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, it's a yeah. Grind it out, man. Warm it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I never want to stop with that but it's a nice warm-up. Yeah.
2: No, yeah, I'm not 17 again, you know?
3: So glad teen came after that. It, 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 it yeah. was, like, a little longer mm-hmm. than I wanted it to be, though, so I was very scared, but... That's
2: what they usually say. <laughs> <laughs> they don't say that.
3: No, because they're too busy saying,
2: ow, um. you're stepping on my foot. <laughs> 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 I wish I would have pinched Paige with my toes while I was staying at her house.
0: No! No domestic violence. <laughs> like, I'm. Th- I,
2: like, look at her now, and I'm like... Why did I do that?
0: <laughs> because I'm married. It's a
3: very weird thing to think while looking at your coworker, who is head of HR, Mikey. I'm
0: going to have to write <laughs> you up. <laughs> <laughs> it's not sexual. It's just regular harassment. <laughs> that doesn't make
3: it
1: better.
0: <laughs> I think it does. I think it makes it a little better. No, no, because what if it was like it's not stabbing, it was a screwdriver. Like, that doesn't make it better. Third degree murder is less time than first degree murder. There's there's degrees of, of infliction of the law. No, no domestic violence.
3: If it does happen, I want to capture on video so we can share it on social. That's all I'm
2: going to say. I refuse say. to
0: get close enough to your feet for this to happen. Happen. I could come over to your house and tell
2: domestic violence you tonight, Todd. Is whatever. There you you, go. Yeah, there you can, you can videotape that. You can role play as friends. Don't threaten me with a good time, baby. We should do an OnlyFans page. Just me pinching you with my feet, and I bet we could make some money.
3: Mikey, I know we could make some money, and that makes me very much not want to do it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, who do you think would make more money? You two toe-pinching each other, or if I just did a regular OnlyFans? You, you,
2: you would make more money. You would make much more Paige, money. Paige, are
0: you serious? Yeah. You don't think there's more people into
2: weird shit? One, I don't think you would keep it normal. I mean, I don't... <laughs> Keep it normal Yeah You would just be naked Also doing weird shit And then also a woman So yes I don't think I'd make A lot of money I'd have 30 bear dudes Being like Yeah show more chest hair And I'd be like They've got
0: money They get They get paid Like almost 30% More than I do They've got more money To spend It's an untapped market Mikey Let's do it for
3: the barefoot fetishes it's community. A, it's a pretty tapped market, I'll I be honest
2: with you. do not want to tap that.
3: <laughs> you
2: know what? Okay, fair. Fine. My brother
3: got all of those jeans. And his jeans were cutoffs.
0: Yeah, oh, definitely. (laughs) Anyway, Betty White bursts in and says the most offensive thing of the movie. So offensive, I don't even really want to repeat it. Please do not. We don't
2: have to do that.
3: But Steve Martin's son is also there as well because he was at her house because he was their dealer for like Red Hat Society's poker night.
0: Right. Now, we don't see, and this is kind of a, a weird plot thing in the movie because we don't see the daughter come home, but we have two or three scenes in between Her calling Queen Lativa to come pick her up because we cut to the office the next day where because Betty White is his boss's sister, they're all like, "Um, we heard you were humping your nanny, so like, we're not down with it." Which, like, as a lawyer, he should be like, "Well, excuse me, that's my private life, and you know, it doesn't impact my work." So, yeah,
3: Paige, you're supposed to hate a lot of people in this movie, and I do hate them.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But they get back to the house. He, he comes home and he sees Queen Latifah talking to somebody outside. We will find out that this was Queen Latifah's now ex-boyfriend, Widow. And she's trying to clear her name. And I, she is kind of, it seems like she's asked for him for help from him without realizing that he did the crime. Right. But Steve Martin kind of immediately doesn't like him. But as they're having a conversation about it, the phone rings and it's the daughter from Halloween Town. <laughs> and... The daughter's just like, Charlene, I'm at a party. Can you come pick me up? And Charlene's like, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. She rolls up, gets to the party, finds Halloween Town, and is just like, Halloween Town, what happened? And she's just like, he tried to, I said no, and he tried to keep going, and I was not okay with it. And I left, and there's somebody else, but like, I just want to go home. And so... She sends her out to the car and then she goes upstairs and finds that guy and is just like, no means no. And like dangles him by his ankles off the balcony of the house. She shook nights
3: him. Yeah. Yeah.
0: She shook nights him yeah. until he apologizes to Halloween Town and then they go home. I have never seen Halloween Town, but because of this running
3: joke, I'm going to see it. Really? I've never seen it's it. It's
0: a Disney Channel original film. And it came out during the time when you would not have been able to see it because, A, it's slightly after our time when we would have been watching Disney Channel, but also poor. (laughs) I do love
3: that you guys throw that in my face. It's fun.
0: Um, Poor. You know,
3: you were poor growing up. Yeah, but we watched Hocus Pocus while we cooked something the other night, mm. and it was one of the options for like their spooky season playlist. And I was like, "We oh, should yeah, watch yeah. Halloween Town," because neither of us had seen it. There's two. I know we, the sequel was up there too. So I think we're gonna sit down sometime and watch Halloween Town this spooky season.
0: Debbie Reynolds is her spooky witch grandmother. No shit. Yeah. Okay. Halloween Town's like a classic. Cool. I mean, I'll definitely watch it.
2: I've never seen it either.
0: I remember nothing of it. I know I have seen it, and I was like, okay. It's not one that I'm like, woohoo, we're watching it every year, but if somebody's like, We're watching Halloween town, I'd be like, all right. Sounds good to me. <laughs> all right. Next, let's watch that one with leprechauns and basketball. Hell yeah. And then we can finish it up with Xenon Girl of the Twenty First Century. Xenon's awesome. Xenon slaps, and it has a great theme song. You guys don't even know. You don't even know about Protozoa.
2: I don't. It's the powerhouse. No, it's a it's a it's the powerhouse of the cell. cell.
0: That's what you It's a say, mitochondria. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. No, I
3: think it's pronounced Medichlorians.
2: Medichlorians. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> protozoa is a, a fake band in in the Disney Channel original film, Xenon Girl, the 26th century.
2: It's also like a single celled organism, I think.
0: Maybe, but they have a, a a hit song in the world of the movie that then like Disney put out as an. But it's like zoom, 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 make my heart go boom, boom, my supernova, zoom, zoom, zoom. It's Ugh. catchy. It's great. Anyway, so she brings her home. And she's like, hey, Steve Martin, I know that you want to freak out right now. I'm going to need you to not freak out because she's a scared teenage girl. And if you freak out, she's not going to tell you anything. But we need her to feel like this is a safe space where she can be honest. Okay, I am not a parent. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about.
3: But I feel like this is great advice because she was very much possibly sexually assaulted, perhaps. Or it felt like it was going to go in that direction. She had a very scary night is my point. Like, now is not the time to yell at her anyway. Right. Like, Halloween Town needs comfort food and to be able to go to bed. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. But
3: he goes in there and she, like, tells him everything. And he's like, oh, it sounds like you had a crazy night. I'm so sorry. And she's like, oh, my God, I thought you were going to kill me. And he's like, no, me? I would never. And then, like, they hug. And she says, I'm going to tell you about everything now. Or something There's
0: so much else I have to tell you Yeah And his face looks So terrified Steve Martin's great In this movie He nails it Anyway So uh, He goes and screams Into pillows And takes some pills And screams again He wakes up the next day (laughs) And he looks at Their old family photo And drives past The old house Just like he told Charlene That he does And he sees his wife Taking out the trash alone And struggling to do so Now here's one of my I did laugh about this When I watched it Because he stops As if he's going to help her With the trash but instead, he's just like, "Oh, I didn't realize you were back because of the the you know big boy that you took up to the mountains with you." <laughs> and she's like, "No, there were bears eating campers." And he's like, "Oh, well, I gotta go." Uh, I, he answers the phone. He's like, "I gotta go figure out that that thing. Uh, I gotta get back to my house because this crazy old lady's gonna come over." And instead of, like, helping her get the the trash bins directly to the rest of the curb, he just leaves. So she just continues to struggle. (laughs) So I think (laughs) that they
3: do this on purpose. Like, I think they set this scene up as, like, She doesn't need help. She can do it herself. But he goes out there to help her. And then this is a moment where he could have proved that, like, the phone call that he always gets every time they talk in this movie, that that phone call is not more important than her. And he fails to do that in this scene because he's not yet ready for her in his life. He's not. And she waits for that. And I like that for her.
0: Yeah. But he arrives home. They, you know, tear through the house, cleaning everything up. And the old lady shows up and she's like, yeah, I heard that your house and personal life was in disarray, but also your house seems nice. Your children seem nice. And the cooking smells delicious. And I think queen Latifah was just cooking in general. And he was like, is there enough for the crazy lady? And she was like, all right, fine. Okay. Sure.
3: I feel like at this point, there is sort of like family vibes between them, between Queen Latifah, Steve Martin and the kids, even though there's not really a romantic relationship. But she's like living in the house. They're very comfortable with each other. So she's like cooking dinner for everybody. That didn't seem weird to me. What seemed weird to me was Miss... Uh, Arnez inviting herself To dinner and then being (laughs) The most racist person I've ever Seen ever
0: I'm gonna argue That Steve Martin shares some of the blame Yes for sure he does Because not only does he like hey please Make food for us also wear This uniform and pretend To be the help Yeah, and you don't Get to sit and have dinner with us Now you literally just are our servant In the home it's fucked up and I'm Glad he eats laxatives yes he deserves it. But of course, the old lady is the most racist. And, and because she's like, I grew up in the South and we had we had someone working in our house. But we didn't pay her. She was literally a slave. We enslaved a person. Horrifying.
3: Terrible. And She's talking about it like she misses it. It's like that kind
0: of racist vibe. Well, and it's one of those things where like the, the way she's talking about it. You're like, this is bad. This yeah. is a level of you bad. would say
2: she's a neo-Nazi, but she's old enough to just be OG to
0: have been a
3: Nazi. Yes,
0: I think she's had neo-replacement Nazis. <laughs> oh, uh, like that's how old she be. But here's the thing: it's still correct. You should still be like, "Hey, no, that wasn't okay, Grandma." I mean, she's saying shit. You kick
3: someone out of your house for saying
1: a hundred, right? a like, hundred. That is
3: not like, hey. Calm down type shit. It is like, get the fuck out of my house type shit.
0: One of my close friends who came to our Horror Virgin live show, I was at their son's birthday a few weeks ago, and they had to kick someone out of their house for something like this, where they had had a bunch of work people over. Yes, they had a bunch of work people over People were drinking. Everyone seemed to be having a good time. And then this one guy decided to drop a lot of end bombs And they were like, let us show you the door. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, this is not happening in our home. Let me help
3: you find your ass outside my house now forever, please. Yes. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Yes. They like literally were like, we'll call you an Uber whatever, but get out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, ugh. Anyway, it's bad enough. But then the old lady is like, there was this old spiritual That her brother used to sing. And she starts singing it. And it's also... Like, it's bad enough that she's singing one in general. But then it is almost written to be the most... Like, comically offensive. And this is where Queen Latifah takes the knife. And you're like, yes. I mean, she almost, like,
3: stabs her with it.
0: Knife is a good move. Yes. But essentially, she instead poisons her food with laxative. But unfortunately, Steve Martin... And the old lady switched plates. But you know what? I'm okay with it because Steve Martin played a part.
3: He absolutely did. Yeah, I was fine that he uh, got the laxatives and had to like run out of the room to shit his brains out, I assume.
0: Yep. So he leaves. The kids go to eat in in the kitchen. And as they open the door to the kitchen, the TV in the kitchen has basically the news revealing that Queen Latifah did not get released from prison. She escaped and she is on the run. And now... She's in trouble. So the old lady's definitely going to call the cops. They throw Queen Latifah out. They go to the office the next day. The FBI is there. But as he's leaving his office, Steve Martin gets into his car and Queen Latifah's ex boyfriend is in the back and he's like, do not reopen that case. So Steve Martin now knows, like, hey, if he doesn't want the case open, that means he was probably involved. Because otherwise he would want it solved, right? Right. Right. Because they were, I mean,
3: that's Queen Latifah's ex. Right. So you would assume like, I, I mean, she was in jail for five years. I understand that he moved on romantically, but like you would probably still care for that person and want the best for them. Of course. And this is clearly like him wanting the opposite of that, right? So it immediately makes him a suspect for like the next 30 minutes from here, maybe even less, maybe like 25 minutes. It is now like a detective thriller. Right. And I loved it. I was like, hell yeah, pacing. Let's go.
0: Yes. So Steve Martin kind of wrangles everybody, including Eugene Levy. And he's like, we got to find her because it's bad. And Eugene Levy just says, if you do find her, if you do get in contact with her, please tell her that the cool points are out the window and she's got me all twisted up in the game. And he's like, "Okay, fine. So we cut to they go to find Charlene because thankfully the kids gave her his phone Steve Martin's phone
3: yes which they made a big production out of him saying it was a $600 <laughs> solid titanium, titanium phone. yeah you know it was a Nokia 3150 right and they would have been like oh stops a bullet for sure that stopped a bullet
0: for sure uh but so they roll up they they put her in the car they're like okay we think your boyfriend was involved where would he be and she's like hey uh it's probably at this club the down low but like You cannot business white guy guy just walk in there like you can't do this. Uh, And it's at this point that Steve Martin goes, oh, hey, by the way, Eugene Levy told me to tell you that the cool points are out the window and you got them all twisted up in the game. And she just says, that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. (laughs) And I love it so much.
3: (laughs) it is great
0: Paige. like it's it's all so
3: it's so very funny it's so
1: good it's very funny yeah
0: but they now split up where steve martin's gonna go do something at work or at least that's what he tells her yeah he drops her at the house she immediately calls eugene levy and is just like freak boy i need a ride Love it. <laughs> As she's like walking
3: towards his house, yeah. yeah. It's like I think they did that in voiceover because you only see the back of her walking towards the house, right? And I was like, I love that she calls Eugene Levy freak, "freak boy" literally every time. Yes,
0: she refers to I him. I love it. She'll
3: even call him that to other people when he's not there. Yeah, yeah And yeah. I love that about her.
0: And to his face, I love
3: it. Yes, yeah. He knows what he is. You know he a freak. Oh yeah. He's the kind of guy who dirty talks like. I can't wait to use my penis on you. (laughs)
0: Freak boy. Uh, (laughs) They go to the bougie old lady's house and they're like, you're going to come with us and sign these contracts. Like, we're going to fix Steve Martin's job stuff. Meanwhile, Steve Martin goes to that club and is like, I'm going to get on tape him confessing To being involved in this crime Yeah So he buys clothes off of people He goes into the club And I do love that initially everyone's staring at him Like what the fuck Well because he looks like geriatric Malibu's most wanted page
3: Yeah And it's amazing i loved him like he became a character you know what i'm saying yes i loved it i do love that he goes
0: full b-rad yes
1: (laughs)
3: he he looks
0: like old b-rad yeah 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 yeah. he looks like vanilla iced tea like it's, (laughs) it's it's a lot It's a whole lot. Uh, But he eventually just kind of blends because people are just like, I guess this is just that guy. (laughs) (laughs) I wondered what B-Rad was up to. So this makes sense. Oh, I guess his dad lost that, you know, run for Congress or whatever.
3: Happenstance fun fact. Oh. Malibu's Most Wanted came out the same year this movie did.
1: (laughs) So we should have a...
3: (laughs) (laughs) like who wore it Steve Martin type of competition (laughs) between Steve Martin and Jamie Kennedy and it is Steve Martin you're right
0: it is Steve Martin one of my favorite parts of Malibu's Most Wanted which is also a crazy movie that we cannot do for these podcasts but it is nuts yeah um, is at the end of the movie when he shows up with all his other like rich kid rapper friends oh yeah and they're all ridiculous (laughs) yeah I love it so much anyway So they get the old lady in the car by holding her dog hostage, but they realize that Steve Martin has gone to the club. So they turn around to go to the club. So they show up and they basically sit her down at the bar and are like, you stay here, make friends. Meanwhile, Steve Martin's in the back room with her ex-boyfriend and he starts to play a song on the boom box but then stops it and then asks him about the crime of like do you need me to help launder your money do you need whatever meanwhile Queen Latifah and Eugene Levy are like I think he's in the, that back room I don't know how we'll get back there what are we gonna do so as that's happening old lady is smoking like a whole blunt yeah and just like palling around. Dude, Mrs. Arnez is getting loose. She is out on the
3: town. She is out. And she's like it, she's like sandwiched in between like two bigger guys. Oh, like yeah. Muscly dudes. Love it. And yeah. I, I fully believe if an old woman walked into this place and sat down to t- next to like two muscly dudes passing a joint back and forth, they'd be like, hell yeah grandma. Of course. Get in on this. Like they would love that. People
2: are people, man.
0: Yes. Well, and, and we do see afterwards that they're just like, what up, G-Ma? <laughs> like, hey, we'll see you <laughs> yeah, next that's week. That's what I'm saying. Like,
3: <laughs> I bet that they would get such a kick out of that. Oh, they yeah. would love it.
0: You know what I'm saying? Stoned grandma, super into it. Fuck yeah, man. I that's do so great. believe I'm stoned. So as they're trying to get into the back door, the boyfriend kind of kicks Steve Martin through <laughs> that door out back onto the dance floor. Chaos ensues because he fires and hits Queen Latifah. So Eugene Levy fucking loses it. I love that. He goes full feral. Dude, he goes
3: full feral and jumps on him and like grabs him and like he is holding him until the police come. Yeah. The police have to peel Eugene Levy off of Widow. Yes. And I love that. He was like, you shoot my woman. I'm getting you.
0: I'm getting you. And the FBI does show up. They try to arrest everyone. But then Steve Martin's like, remember that boom, boom box I pushed? The boom box can save the world. We have the confession right here <laughs> on a boombox, And so everyone gets to go free. And she got shot, but it hit that titanium phone. So she survived.
3: I don't know why, but I loved that the phone saved her life because she had stuffed it in her bra. Of course. So funny. I don't know why. It just made me laugh so much. I was like, hell yeah. Thank you.
0: There was a while, and it was around this time when a lot of people carried phones and bras, myself included. And I don't know if it was like a mm. pocket situation. Oh, I didn't think that that was funny. I thought it was
3: that the fact the bullet like yes. was stopped by the cell phone that oh. was there was didn't so just, funny. And did not just like explode a titty?
0: It. Yeah, for sure. Like,
3: well, yes. and then she pulls it out, and there is like a bullet stuck to In the front it. of the yeah. phone. Amazing. And okay, I badly, badly wanted him. At the very end of the movie, when he's talking to his ex-wife, and he doesn't answer the phone, he takes it out and throws it or whatever, I wanted it to be the phone with a bullet hole Yeah, that
2: would have been fun.
3: Because, like, phones back then hit different. Like, they were built different. Yeah. Oh, 100. You could run over them. It was crazy.
1: Yeah.
2: They don't have that stupid piece of glass because you want to touch all your screens, you plebeians. Right? I have a joke from the last scene that I didn't get to.
0: Okay, go ahead.
2: Queen Lativa was wearing a wire and underwire. (laughs) Thank
0: you. (laughs) You're right. I mean, I assume. I assume. She needs the support. Absolutely. And you know what? I can't with all you TikTok bitches being like, there's no underwire. It's modal. Give me my fucking underwire. My back hurts. Just saying. People always be trying to sell us big titty bitches.
3: I apologize for your titty struggles.
0: Yeah. Unsupportive shit. No. Anyway, they all come out after... Old lady is stoned She's like is there Like a 24 hour diner And Steve Martin's like Yeah I'll get you I'll get you food Stoned old lady (laughs) He's
3: like yeah I've been high at night We can go to the diner For sure Yeah 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 I know what you need Old lady
0: Well and They're in Los Angeles It's or I think his house Is in Pasadena But it's established That the movie Is taking place In Los Angeles So Fat Sal's Would have been an option Hell yeah I don't think we ever Talked about Fat Sal's Because we haven't Done a bonus Since the live show We need We're gonna do it This
3: weekend We talked about it Mikey So you are signed up For a bonus. Episode it'll be fun. We got a lot of viewer mail. Ah, uh, not on Saturday. Yeah, Sunday.
2: We'll see if I'm hungover enough. All
3: right. Wait, do you have to be a certain level of hungover to do a bonus episode?
2: I'm just saying we're gonna. I'm gonna not. I'm gonna be struggling on that day.
3: Well, I'm glad that we're recording that morning. I told you I didn't <laughs> want to,
2: but that's fine. <laughs> yeah,
3: I'm sorry. It's it, uh, it truly is my fault. I apologize because mm-hmm. I'm going out of town next week for work.
0: Anyway, Fat sales, You know, open till three tons of chicken fingers mozzarella sticks on sandwiches and shit it's so good Uh, whatever i had
3: it was like the hot chicken with like it had the flaming hot cheetos in the sandwich like it was so good i love fat sals i would go back again absolutely after playing the comedy store we left the comedy store at like 1 a.m to go to fat sals yeah it was a great night that's how you do it was a very la comedy night i was here for it
0: anyway so they go then we cut forward we like a little into the future where he leaves his job at the firm and he opens his own kind of small firm and Charlene shows up and is like thank you for helping to solve my case like it's good to see you give me a hug and we reveal that she and Eugene Levy are together now.
3: Yeah, they are. And that
0: he and his ex-wife are back together now because he doesn't answer that phone call and throws the phone out the window. Yeah. Which, like, as a small business owner, you do really have to, like, keep an eye on your family. Right? Like, you know. I mean, he does have one client who, you know, has billions of dollars. I think he'll be fine. I think he'll be fine. Uh, But we, we pan over to <laughs> Queen Latifah giving Eugene Levy cornrows. Yeah. And... We end on her, he's like, who's the daddy now? And she just says, you are some kind of freaky. (laughs) As she pulls the shade down. Because they're about to get freaky, good for them.
1: And And that's that's the movie. movie.
3: So having seen the movie, having talked about the movie, what do you guys think about bringing down the house? Love it. So good. I do think Queen Latifah is two for two for me. Oh, yeah. I have loved both the movies we've done that she has put out. I know she's done way more than this, and I'm looking forward to uh, Continuing your royal theme page as we delve deeper into the Queen Latifah oeuvre of movies.
0: Yeah, I think we got a lot of options, honestly. I'm here for it,
3: but I liked it. Mikey, did you like it? Yeah. I definitely think people should watch it. It is very funny. It is also sort of very racist. In a way that is like, I don't know, it's a little uncomfortable now to watch some of that stuff
0: Even even though they are portrayed as bad people in the movie yeah,
3: that's what I was trying to get at Like, no one in this movie that is racist is at all positioned as a good person but it's still hard to watch in some of it. Like, I would have been really uncomfortable if I hadn't seen executive produced by Queen Latifah at the beginning of the movie. Mm. Yeah. But do you have any fun
0: facts for us, Paige? I do. Well, here it is with your fun facts. Latifah, fun facts. Uh, So the house that Gene Smart's character lives in, so his ex-wife, is actually the same house from Father of the Bride. Oh. Just, you know. 20 years apart, give or take. No shit. Yeah. Okay. In some of Steve Martin's earlier comedy bits, uh, he had a, a specific bit that he wouldn't be able to pronounce the word abominable. And so they added that in as like a little Easter egg at the end when Dame Joan Plowright can't say the word abominably
3: that's great cuz she's so fucking high <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> a hard word to say though yeah for some yes mikey
0: i was going to have you disbarred but then i got high
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> during the f- the fight in the ladies room uh, Missy Pyle says she does Taibo because Taibo was very popular at the time. But in real life, Missy Pyle is actually trained in Taekwondo. Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, she's doing a great job fighting. Uh, I mean, I don't think you can beat
3: any move in that fight scene. You know, Queen Latifah jumps off a bench and jump kicks her. Like that's the best part of that fight scene. But yeah, Missy Pyle does a great job.
0: Great job. Now this movie originally started as a screenplay called (laughs) Jailbabe.com by a writer named Jason Filardi. Now, originally, when this was put into pre-production... Adam Sandler and Angelina Jolie were attached, which would be such a very different movie. That is not at all what this movie is, and I prefer this version, I think.
3: This version's way better, yeah.
0: Yes. Well, that that would have
3: had to have been a completely different vibe, like a way different movie. Yeah.
0: I think it would probably have skewed maybe more serious. That's what I think, too. Because Queen Latifah is... And and it's interesting because Steve Martin's in this movie, right? Famous comedic actor. But he really is playing more of the straight man in this movie. He is, yeah. And she is the comedic driving force, which I love because she's great. And you can't help but love her. And I do not see that same vibe coming from Angelina Jolie at all. Yeah. So I don't know how that would have played out. I mean,
3: Angelina Jolie's a great actress, but it would have been a very different movie. It would have had to have been.
0: Yeah. So Steve Martin developed a scrape on his forehead after the scene where he hit his head on the steering wheel. You can actually see it in a couple scenes. Yeah. Uh, Cause they had to cover it for the rest of the movie. Oh
3: shit. Was that real? Yes. Oh, he actually, you do see him hit his head. Like yeah. they do actually do that stunt and he does it. Yeah. It looked painful. Honestly. I was like, it Oh did, it did God, Jesus painful. Steve.
0: Right. So Steve Martin and Eugene Levy also appeared together in father of the bride part two and cheaper by the dozen. So they have actually been in the, a ton of movies together the new law office that he opens is at one three 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 ocean boulevard in santa monica Uh, and at the time it was an actual law office Huh. so okay cool and in fun facts it says it formerly housed two of los angeles most notable attorneys and then proceeds to name names that i don't recognize and i'm like Unless it was the people from the O.J. trial, why would I know this? Quickly name the top five most notable
3: L.A. lawyers page. Well, you got to go with Kardashian, right? Well, he's dead, so I know he's dead. He is no longer eligible for such an honor. What? No, you can can get
2: that.
0: I'm just saying that, like, at the time that this was out, like, you know. I mean, okay, yeah, at the time this was out. The O.J. people were the famous people. Yeah, that's fair. Anyway, so Queen Latifah's character name is Charlene Morton. Morton was also the last name of her character, In Chicago, Big Mama Morton, that's also... She is one of the best performances in Chicago. That movie does not age well. Queen Latifah ages immaculately every time. So, in one scene, Georgie, Angus T. Jones, is holding a PlayStation 2 controller, because that's how old this movie is, and the sound effects that he's allegedly playing come from Jack and Daxter, the precursor legacy from 2001, and you can hear them in the background.
2: Okay, okay. It's a good video game.
0: Yeah. Um, Dame Joan Plowright, who was the the bougie old lady, and Eugene Levy have also appeared together in other movies, uh, namely Curious George from 2006. What? Now, Adam Shankman, who ends up directing this movie, also directed other Steve Martin movies. They actually worked together again on Cheaper by the Dozen 2, which is not great, but they've reunited and worked together again on Only Murders in the Building currently, where shankman has directed a couple episodes of the series and everyone seems to love that show so like probably a better collaboration I would say I need to watch that I've never watched it
3: I've seen the first two seasons that I liked it a lot I need to
0: start it my parents watched it and they loved it and it's one of those things that's like on my list I just have no time
3: yeah it's not on stars so you probably wouldn't watch it Paige.
0: well y'all didn't watch anything I liked on stars so a lot of the stuff that I liked on stars is now only on Apple TV plus so I'm going to be bothering you about that now (laughs) you missed your chance to see things for cheaper and that's on you Apple TV plus I ain't doing that yeah you wouldn't have had to if you had just Fucking done, stars, assholes.
2: I try to do stars every day.
0: <laughs> Mikey's been trying to get on Raya page. Yeah, that's for stars. <sighs> I just added more revenges to my list. I was gonna make you t- explain it. I was, I was holding out to make you explain it. <laughs> deal with it.
2: I just thought of the perfect sentence to make you so, so angry, but I'm not even gonna say it.
0: Why would you set that up and not knock it I've down? i already Mikey? had a shitty day, Mikey. Say it. You get to trunk or treat today, and I had to deal with say like it, Mikey. people. Not respecting my work, and now you're not listening to me either, and not respecting my taste in television. Say it, Mikey.
2: (laughs) I think stars learned that if you go woke, you go broke.
0: (laughs) I don't appreciate this at all.
3: This is why people think you have hard right views, Mikey.
2: They don't know you're joking. It's not that. I just think of things that make Paige angry really I'm well. I'm not going
0: to correct them either. This. Is, I'm just going to let that assumption hold.
3: <laughs> they don't listen to podcasts. They being who? Sorry. What are we talking about?
2: people who use the term woke
0: that's aggressively the people who do listen to podcasts by the way
2: but they're all listening to joe rogan and fucking jordan peterson or some shit so i was in a meeting and somebody like threw that term out and i was like oh no
3: you're like oof i uh i must have stumbled into the wrong meeting
2: oh and he was like Older he was of like Of course the grandma. he was older yeah
3: I knew He was older when you said he said woke Yeah and I was like what guy What'd you say that buddy what'd you say that pal Like well I gotta go Those are your fun facts well thank you for those fun facts Paige <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about box office So this movie came out in 2003 like we'd Mentioned what do you think the production Budget was for bringing down the house In 2003
0: I think there's a lot Of famous people in this so sure. I'm gonna Actually say 40 million Okay 34.
3: You guys are both a little bit high. It's 20 million dollars. Oh, wow. Which is a it's a pretty good size budget. I mean, if you adjust that for inflation, that's 33.4 million dollars. But I think they actually get a lot of bang for that buck because there are a lot of famous people in this movie. It looks great. There's like a bunch of locations. I think it went a long way. Anyway, so this movie came out on March 7th, 2003, and it was number 1 the weekend it came out. It beat the number 2 movie Tears of the Sun, number three was old school, number four was Chicago, and number five
0: was how to lose a guy in 10 days. Which means that Queen Latifah had two in the top 10 at this time. Two in the top five, page. Yeah, literal queen.
3: She was a bankable star for a very long time and probably is still today, honestly.
0: I'd still go see Queen Latifah and stuff.
3: I would after seeing the two we've seen, but what do you
0: think bringing down the housemaid
3: in its opening weekend?
0: Um, Opening weekend, I'm going to say 15 million. Okay. Mikey, what do you think?
3: 10. I am very happy to report that this movie made $31.1 million in its opening weekend. That's insanity. It made 150% of its budget back in its opening weekend, and then some. It was in the theaters for a total of 23 weeks. And before we talk about exactly how much it made in the domestic box office, I want to point out another movie that came out this year that we talked about. Malibu's Most Wanted came out a few weeks after this came out. So it was above it in the rankings every week until Malibu's Most Wanted's sixth week in the theaters. It was overtaken by bringing down the house because bringing down the house had more stay power. Hell yeah. So eventually Malibu's Most Wanted slipped below it. When it was, it, it happened the weekend of May 23rd, 2003 Bringing Down the House was still 15th in the theaters Even though it had been in the theaters for 12 weeks at that point point. And Malibu's Most Wanted, who had only been in the theaters for 6 weeks, was 19th that week Anyway, what do you think Bringing Down the House made domestically at the box office In those 23 weeks it was in theaters?
0: I'm going to say $150 million.
3: Okay One hundred
2: and twenty eight.
3: Mikey is a lot closer, but those are great guesses on both sides. It was actually one hundred and thirty two point six million dollars. And then it made another thirty two million dollars internationally for a total of one hundred and sixty four point six million dollars, which if you adjust for inflation, that's like two hundred and seventy point four today. That's a lot of money. This movie made a lot of money. And it was executive produced by Queen Lativa, which means she made a lot of that money and good for her. Good. Anyway, that's your box office. So do you guys think they're still together? And I guess that question would be Steve Martin and his wife, right?
2: Probably.
0: Yeah, maybe. Since he
2: quit his job.
3: I, well, and, and is going on on his own and is committed to a better work-life balance, I think. Yeah, I think... If he made those changes and maybe some therapy, they'd they'd make it work. But I do think he and Queen Latifah are legit friends for life. Yeah. And there's no way Eugene Levy is leaving the Queen. You know what I'm saying? No. They're still together to this day in my mind. Ride or die. How
2: romantic do you think this film was on a scale of one to ten?
3: I'm going to say a one, but I love this movie. (laughs) It's just not really romantic. It feels more like a buddy film to me, it's not romantic. What about e- you, Paige? Even though
0: there are multiple relationships in it, yeah. and they are like cruxes of the story, yeah. No, this is a one for for me, but I do love it.
2: And it's a one for me too, but like it, it's just not a romantic film. But it's a fun, it's funny and and fun. I would say light, but it's very racist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's the romance scale. All
3: right. Well, this week, Paige, you made us watch Bringing Down the House. Mikey, what are you making us watch next week? As I am assuming. We
2: delve back into the cage averse so theres is a movie I haven't seen but it really tickles a lot of my fancies here it's uh, a it's a story about a woman who's married to Nick Cage and goes back in time to change her she got knocked up in high school and she goes back in time to like try to stop it from happening which like she wishes it or whatever what Peggy Sue got married.
3: Oh, I've heard of this movie, but I've never seen it.
2: Yeah, I'd never seen it either. And I read the synopsis and I was like, time travel and Nicolas Cage together? How can you go wrong? How can you? Well, I guess your homework for next week is to see if they did go
3: wrong when we watch Peggy Sue Got Married. Is that the name of it? Uh Uh-huh. All right. So that's your homework for next week. So, Mikey, do you have a review for us to read?
2: No, I forgot.
3: Well, while you're looking one up, let me read one of our Spotify comments. That came in on our Fool's Rush In episode that came out today. And this one is from Not Gus. And he said. Wait, I thought it was Gus. Paige, let me clarify. This is not Gus. Oh, I'm so confused. And he says, there have been some unhinged episodes before, but the energy here is unmatched. And you know what? Fully agree. That episode was crazy.
0: Fool's Rush In is a crazy episode. It is.
3: It's great. You're welcome. But Mikey, do you have an Apple
2: review for us to read? Yeah. From Ultimate Ginge. Well, what does Ultimate Ginge have to say? A positive change. Oh, nice. This podcast is a much needed breath of fresh air in my life. I had been binging true crime like it was my full time job.
3: Oof, I've fallen into that trap, man. Yeah.
2: Same. And after angrily ranting to my sister about how awful humans are to each other, she firmly suggested that I detox with a more positive podcast. I am so glad that she recommended this show because I laugh my butt off during every episode. Thank you for saving me from myself. Five stars. That'll be $120. That's a serious review there. Yeah.
3: And thank you so much for, uh, you know, taking a break from true crime with us. We appreciate it. Well, Ultimate Ginge, thank you so much for that awesome five-star review. And if you want to have Mike here read your five-star review or me, Yes. On Instagram and we are at Something else on Twitter who I just have never taken the
0: time to learn it's, it. it It's just romancing pod show because They have a character oh. limit and it's show SHO like showtime
3: So guys check that out as well and if you Want to follow us all individually page is at rampage wesley Everywhere including tiktok Yeah. That's going to be it for us, you guys.
0: You complete
3: us.
2: To completion.
3: Do we not want to say our names, though?
2: Fuck our names. You know our names. If you made it this far, you learned them.
0: (laughs) You know who it is.
2: Say my name.
0: Say my name, say my name. We're watching Queen Latifah and Steve Martin say their names. Anyway, I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm Todd. You complete us.
2: To completion. Fuck the ending. I'm not doing it. Okay.